No news this week, but rapper Scribble sits in to talk. No, not rap. Metal. Coming up on the plug. That's the only place to be. Music and more, Bushy, Metal Mike. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. You know, busy being Metal Mike, DJ Metal Mike's full-time job, you know. Uh, what can you do, though, right? And my Steelers fucking suck. But other than that, I'm, I'm great. I'm <laughs> fucking wonderful. Um, but anyway, uh, how are you? Uh, dude, I'm flying high. Buffalo, I thought was going to get demolished today, but they come back from, what, 20-3 to 3 to win 23-20? Dallas is getting it done, man. That defense looks nasty. And Cooper Rush just did something no other Cowboys quarterback has done. He won his fourth start in a row as Cowboy quarterback. So that's pretty cool. I'm in a good mood, man. I'm doing great. Fuck you, dude. Anyway, all right, man. Uh, so we have a special guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is a guy who reached out to me. Um, you might have heard him. I believe, I know you well, I'm just going to say your name. Scribble Vallejo, 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 right? Told you. Yeah, told you. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. It's, it's, it's Vallejo. But Vallejo? Yeah, Vallejo. <laughs> All right, man. Cool. I was just on the Scribble. What's up, Scribble? How you doing, man? Thank you for contacting me and being a part of the Plug Podcast. Yeah, well, I fucking, uh, I'd listened to the podcast before, and then uh, I came back to it like a couple months ago, and I just started going down the rabbit hole, and 
I've gotten all the way, you know, you, you work backwards on the podcast from recent to, to old. So I'm, I'm about down to the last, the first 10 episodes right now. Uh, oh, cool. back, back when it was Mountain Man. Oh, shit. So, you, so you're even getting that guy Sin in there, too. You're getting back to the real old stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, how many rednecks did you have on this fucking podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was honestly, it was just a mountain man. He's redneck as hell. Uh, Sid, he's actually, um, he's from Vegas, man. He's Puerto Rican from Vegas, so he's like the opposite of redneck. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he DJed with uh, the radio station for a little while. He's with uh, went to another station for a while. And he was doing like an all hip hop show one day a week, doing an all metal show another day a week. Yeah, got a lot of music knowledge. He just it didn't work, so we had to get rid of him. And that well, happened on a Christmas episode. <laughs> well, Bushy, like like I told you, man, like I do enjoy the old episodes <laughs> with Mountain Man, and um, the audio quality has gotten a lot better and i gotta be honest metal mike is you know like i told you it's the wane to your guard yeah and you know i appreciate that i appreciate that you like the old but you definitely especially going back and listening to all that you've seen the change and we're still uh metal mike and i are still getting messages from people that listen that i didn't even know listened that'll say dude you really hit your stride or you know or this episode in particular you can you can see the change in the editing style, and it all means a lot because God knows we ask for reviews and never get them, but we get enough feedback to let us know what we have to fix. So we definitely appreciate that, brother. Well, hey, man, it's a fucking honor to be on the podcast. Well, it's an honor to have you, and it's something I didn't think would happen. Holy shit. i got to ask you, though, Scrib, if you could, man, give some of our listeners a bit of background about you, yourself. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I came up a metalhead. Uh, my parents were Slayer, Pantera, Six Feet Under fans, so I literally grew up listening to the 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 super heavy shit, as opposed to growing up and listening to you know like a lot of people do, like uh, get introduced to Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd, and I love all that shit, but my passion has always been the metal, you know what I mean? So um, as I grew and I got older, I, I got really into hip hop once I came to L.A. and um, I've just always tried to infuse the two, although I don't do like rap metal or anything like that. I, if you listen to my music, there's a lot of metal references and all throughout the shit. You know what I mean? So I'm just, I'm a hip hopper, but I'm a metalhead at heart. Awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Throughout this show, oh, I'm I'm sorry about it, Mike. I was just going to say that uh, throughout this show, I am going to sprinkle some of your music in for the listeners to. uh, to hear, um, I'm going to close the show. I'll let you know that with your latest single. Um, let me just, yeah, Dorothy Lamore. Is yeah. that correct? I'll be closing the show out with that. So after the goodbye song, stay tuned for uh, Scribble's latest single. What we... label are you on, Scribble? Well, I actually, uh, I'm distributed through Sony. Uh, but I actually just uh, got my own imprint uh, through Sony, and it's called Black Nobility. Nice. I like it. Right on. All right. Cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. We'll, we'll, awesome, we'll have brother. to come back to that at the end because I want you to promote all your shit. And I know you're looking for artists right now. I don't know if you're going to get it from a metal show, but we'll put the information out there anyway at the I'm, end of the show. I've already listened to a couple metal bands that have submitted their shit. And uh, yeah, I'm not even opposed to, 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 to hooking up metal bands, you know? That's awesome. Oh, shit. That's awesome. And I was going to say one of the things about music. I mean, you cannot, you can be like maybe 
not heavy metal but still have metal attitude like to me johnny cash i mean you know i shot a man in reno just to watch him die i mean that's metal as fuck dude oh, oh, you know? it's gangster as fuck right and then not only that you have you have uh well, I mean, like guys like Ice T, man, he's as big a metalhead as he is a rapper, man. Like as much as I love the Rhyme Syndicate, I loved Body Count too, you know. And when he started doing that, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" So that first Body Count record, uh, oh, dude, the fucking classic, and their new shit is fucking that they've been on. A they've been on, yes, they've been on. There's been a lot of metal bands, I think, that are kind of on a a, a renaissance, and I would say Body Count is one of them, for yeah. sure. Hell yeah, I just need Ice to drop another hip-hop album now because uh, it's, been, it's been a couple days. I've got all his shit. Um, it, it's funny you mentioned Body Count because I first heard Body Count on uh, Original Gangster. You know, they had that one track on that album. Yeah. And then I had to go out and buy the Body Count album. And I got in all kinds of trouble for having that album in the house, you know, with, <laughs> with Cop Killer and Mama's Gotta Die Tonight. And it was my stepmother. It wasn't even my mom, but I guess she took it personal. Uh, Voodoo. Voodoo was the song that ended it for Body Count being allowed in the house while I was still home. Thankfully, I was almost out of high school. Voodoo did it because she was way too Christian conservative to be having Voodoo talk at her house. Oh, dude, dude. I, I, I'm totally with you. Uh, I grew up with my grandmother. And she's, you know, she was a very, you know, hardcore Christian. So I got, uh, when I first moved to live with my grandmother, I got my Limp Biscuit, my Rob Zombie, my Kid Rock CDs. They all got taken away multiple times. Oh, damn. Oh, it's the worst. I've had books taken away, movies taken away. I, I went to visit my mom for a month in Memphis, Tennessee and come back. And I had like half of my bookshelf was gone. And I'm a reader. So I had a full bookshelf, full half gone. Oh, damn. Man. See, that's one thing I, I was lucky. Like, it was weird. My parents were weird. Like, when I was younger and I wanted to go to some of these concerts, they'd go, you can't go. There's going to be people being drugs and a bunch of fucking lowlives there. But they'd let me have the posters and the music. You, you know what I mean? And then, of course, once I got old enough, I went to the concerts anyway because practically a grown-ass man by then but yeah i mean i missed out on some really killer tours because my mom and dad were just like you can't go and, uh, looking back i should have done what ralph did and went anyway and just took my ass whooping like a man but you know hey what are you gonna do look I took hindsight a, is 2020 i took a lot of ass whoopings for my dad i wasn't trying to take one just so, okay i can't listen to metal from sunset friday to sunset saturday fine it walks in striper that says i can <laughs> <laughs> there you go it's it's funny that um I feel like that kind of generation is dying out where it's like trying to stop you from hearing your music because I, I have a son who's 10 and if he wants to listen to Cannibal Corpse, I'll let him listen to Cannibal Corpse because I know I'm a, I'm a good enough parent to where I've raised him to where he won't go to the Cannibal Corpse shows and snore speed off some chick's tits. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I would. It's, <laughs> it's, a, no. like a, it's a parenting thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Totally, 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 dude. I agree with you 100%. I man. do too, and I, I went just a little bit further. Um, my daughter's first concert was when she was eight uh, because I wasn't allowed to go to shows, man. I graduated high school in 1993. My first show was the Kiss Reunion show in 96 in Ottawa, Canada uh, with Degeneration opening. Nevaeh's first concert, she was eight years old, uh, so I don't remember the year. 
but it was the Dead Daisies opening up for Kiss and Def Leppard, or Def Leppard and Kiss. Kiss was the headliner. Her second show was fucking uh, Leonard Skinner. Then her third show was Slipknot Marilyn Manson with a Mice and Men opening. So I made sure to get this girl out there. Uh, she she doesn't listen to that shit as a rule, though. I mean, she's a teenage girl. She's just shy of 17. And, uh, yeah. and man, she's Puerto Rican, so it's, it's a lot of hip-hop to her. I showed her your shit. She was digging your shit. You know, she just, uh, she, she likes those beats. But if dad starts playing something, she's like, oh, yeah, I remember this. And she, she's right back in the metal zone. She'll go to a metal show quick, fast, and in a hurry. Right. Yeah. Right my, on, brother. my son, uh, I mean, he's only 10, but, like, he's just not into music like that. Gotcha. You know what I mean? If he, if he does like music, it's music from video games, oddly enough. It's no, like that. that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Video, video games is how I discovered fucking Avenged Sevenfold for Christ's sakes. I, I actually got him into uh, he loves Holy Wars by Megadeth. Hell yeah! Uh, I, I take him on these little trips to go see his grandmother, and uh, I'll play Megadeth and, and shit like that. And I put Pantera in one time, and he'd never heard Pantera, and he's like, "Oh, what is this?" He's just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> He'll come around. He'll come around. I hope. Yeah, if he could figure, if he could handle Dave, uh, Dave Mustaine, he, he'll be able to handle Phil eventually. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think Phil's a big stretch. It's not like he's going to like Cannibal Corp shit, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, a lot of times, whenever I've introduced people who aren't really familiar with metal to metal, I always start with the the, the basics. I start with Black Sabbath, and then and I'm like, okay, if you can handle that, and then I I graduate them to each level. See what I'm saying? To where eventually, you know, they're into the really heavy shit. That's the way to do it, man. You got to start yeah. off with like Sabbath. Well, yeah. I mean, Sabbath or the Zeppelin or the Purple or any of it. Well, uh, all of them. Well, if, the, if, the, the big four, the, what I call the big four of early UK hard rock and metal Sabbath, Zeppelin, Purple, and Priest. Well, see, I was actually going to say priest, and I would go a little outside of the 70s area. It'd be like, look, if you can't handle British steel, you will not be able to handle any genre of metal whatsoever. Whether it's doom and gloom or thrash or pop. You know, I agree with that. You know what I mean? British steel, I think, is the way to go to introduce somebody to metal. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue with that, but I would put that along with the Black Sabbath and just say, listen to this and don't be a bitch. So Scribble has my back on a uh, Limp Biscuit. I got to oh, say that. Actually, I have a Limp Biscuit podcast. <laughs> oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, it's called uh, Chocolate Starcast. We do about uh, three episodes a year, but uh, it's there. <laughs> oh, right on, man. Right on. I have to check that out. No, I love Limp, man. Um, and and I am still a fan. I know you had messaged me. I get so busy with other shit, and I drink a lot that I tend to not get back to people quickly. No. <laughs> this, is, this is shocking news, Bushy. Yeah, until it's record time, and then I'm like, fucking Hitler, where the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm still a Limp Bizkit fan. It was just the fact that Fred Durst made me a fan that night. Um, driving down, we were listening to, uh, uh, it's not $3 Bill, oh, Significant Other, that was the album. And I was going down to see Run DMC, man. That's all I gave a fuck about. 
Um, I had never heard of stained. Already knew I didn't like filter. Uh, when I found out that uh, whatever that techno band was was techno, I was like, well, that's the time I'll go grab a beer. It lit biscuit. I was like, I'll probably be asleep in the car. And we listened all the way down. It's about a three-hour drive from where I live to Albany. I was like, you know, it's not bad, but whatever. Get in and stained, man. Blew me right the fuck out of the water on their first tours. Family Values '99. I was I was a fan. You know, immediately Filter did what you know Filter fucking does. They blew their shot, and that's all they had to offer. Yep. Run DMC came out, dude, and they destroyed. I had such a good time, but that's man, that '80s, early '90s hip hop is my favorite shit anyway. So I had a good time with them. Crystal Method, that's that fucking. Stupid techno band. Two guys on stage with laptops and joysticks. I wouldn't drink. They were way ahead of their time. They may have been, but they were way ahead of my time, too, because I still ain't listening to any shit like that. That's not in defense of them. They're total garbage, but it is way ahead of their time to be up there with just two laptops and fucking... Because that's what, I, that's what a quote-unquote DJ is now. A DJ isn't someone who takes a vinyl and scratches the shit out of it and, you know... It's not turntablism anymore. A DJ now is just standing on stage with a laptop hitting the button. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So I, I would definitely stipulate to that. But like I said, Limp, Burst, Bit, uh, Limp Biscuit, they yeah. had a they had a stage show, and I'm an 80s kid. And, you know, it looked like a mad scientist laboratory. I mean, the drum riser was a fucking Bunsen burner or a beaker or some shit. It was just a really cool fucking setup. And then, of course, Wes Borland comes out looking... You know, West Borland. I don't remember what color his face paint was that night. Yeah. And they just blew me away. And Fred Durst took me to the point where he could have told me to stab the motherfucker next to me in the neck. And I'd have done that shit. Yeah. And then, and then he calms you right down. Great stuff. And his latest yeah. album, man. Uh, Lip Discus' latest album is fucking great. Love it. Yeah, Still Sucks is dope. See, I think uh, I'm surprised a lot more of the older heads who were already in their mid-20s, late-20s, didn't get into Limp Bizkit. And I guess I understand because the, the hip-hop element of it, and, and especially back then, it was so divisive. You know what I mean? Like, you could only like metal, or you could only like hip-hop. Everything was in a clique. Oh, yeah. Even even uh, even wrestling had that country guy that was singing I Hate Rap. Yeah. You know, back in the 90s. Oh, yeah, I remember all that shit. New Metal, what New Metal did was bring back, you know... We, we got into this whole I hate myself and I want to die thing with the grunge. Ugh. And New Metal was like, hey, bitch, we're here to fucking party and bring the party back. Hell yeah. I thought it was a little bit more angry. And I could I could handle angry because I started getting back into it probably with the first Slipknot album, the first Dope album, um, Pantera's, uh, what was it, Vulgar Display. And then seeing Limp Biscuit, because I went yeah. to country, man. I was so disgusted by hard rock, heavy metal, because I, I didn't have an avenue to go research anything, go find it. Ah, I was so disgusted. I turned into country. There was plenty of country music that was banging at the time, man. 90s country is a shit, too. And uh, yeah, it, it was bands like Limp. And then later I found Korn. I was like, oh, how the fuck did I miss this? Being a, being a fucking asshole, I was listening to all that country music. Yeah, well, when you were into the like, I'm not super into country, but there's like a few songs that I think are absolute bangers, and that's uh, George Strait has a few 
bangers. I love his song "I Hate Everything." I love that fucking song. Right. And, Hell yeah. And have you heard of uh, oh, fuck? He does. He does the song "The Only Hell My Mama Ever Raised." Have you heard that song? The only song I know like that is by Warren on the Cherry Pie album. Oh, man, what the fuck is his name? Like, he's, it's like Outlaw Country shit. Oh, see, I like Outlaw Country. So there's yeah, a possibility. If it was popular in the 90s, uh, around the time Nirvana and all that shit was blowing up, I was listening to it. Uh, yeah, I think he was before that. I think he was like late 70s, mid-70s, something like that. Ooh, you get into a weird area there, 70s era country. That's a, that's a little too yeehaw for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, very clingy. You're uh, you're about a half step from sleeping with your sister if you listen to that stuff. <laughs> Johnny Paycheck is his name. Oh, I know Johnny Paycheck. He did take this job and shove it. That that sounds like Paycheck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Paycheck fucking rules. And then it turns out he was like a fucking pedo or something like that. I'm like, God damn it. Well, see, told you. <laughs> <laughs> curious how old are you bro because you said your mom and dad was into some heavy shit man so yeah i'm i'm uh, I'm 30 years old oh okay okay yeah you're about the same age as um uh bildo's cousin brandon man we went to new orleans to celebrate and memphis to celebrate his dirty 30 so all right cool so so your mom and dad i guess were are are total metalheads then huh well my parents were speed freaks so they were player fans <laughs> you know what i mean like they were i i'm very open about this uh i got put into foster care at like nine years old because my parents were you know literally cooking speed and uh so once i got into foster care that's before i was into foster care i was only into the music that my parents introduced me to obviously so sure. i was really uh, i was really into slayer and and white zombie and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? But but once I got into foster care and then I moved to California to live with my grandparents, that's what got me into the hip hop shit. It opened my eyes. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Now cool. let me let me ask you a question as someone grew you know, growing up second part of their life in uh in LA. Um, I grew up on military bases and I know I've alluded to it on the show before. But like when NWA hit me with uh, straight out of Compton it was like a slap in the face to me because I, I didn't see any of this shit. You know yeah. what they were talking about because I've lived with every race, creed, religion, nationality, you know, whatever, all over the world. Right. In L.A., you're growing up seeing this shit. What, what does that do to your mindset? Um, You know, I think it just, uh, I think it just helped me along and see, because you got to understand, I was from Oregon originally and Southern Oregon at that. So I basically call Southern Oregon, the Alabama of the Northwest. (laughs) (laughs) There's Hicks all over the place. There's fucking neo-Nazis. You know what I mean? And plus all of my father's friends were, you know, speed addicts. So that involved a lot of biker gangs and shit like that. So I was always, there were always bikers in my house. So I was used to those kind of people around. But once I got to L.A., it was a whole different culture. You know what I mean? It was like a whole different thing. I remember uh, my first day I had to walk to fifth grade and these cholos roll up in this fucking 
in this pimped out car and they go, hey, hey, I say, where you from? I say, and I'm like, I, I, I'm like, Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Like they were talking about, hey, what block you from? You know what I mean? Like I have no fucking clue what that meant. So oh, shit. It just helped- I wouldn't either. I my best to stay away from from that kind of shit, you know? All right. That's fair. That's fair. So you grow up with Slayer. You're obviously digging this stuff. Were, were you at an age where you were able to go look for this heavy stuff yourself? Or was it just whatever your folks were playing and then it's foster care and then your grandmother's in L.A.? In L.A., that music scene, I mean, they, what they have, like 473 radio stations out there? You can find any kind of music you want. Yeah, I wasn't. I was never listening to the... Once I got to L.A., uh, there was a warehouse music about four miles from, from my pad, so... I would walk eight miles, you know, every other week once I saved up my allowance to, to buy a record. And I feel like uh, I was the last of that generation to be able to go to record stores and pick a fucking badass metal record based on the cover only, not hearing the shit. You know what I mean? Hell so yeah. I, I really do feel like uh, uh, people my age were like the last ones to really fucking do that shit. And my dream job as a kid was always to work at the record store. But by the time I could get a job, there were no record stores left. Oh man. I feel you. That sucks, bro. That, that was always a pleasure of ours. Um, uh, I'm just shy of 48. Mike's uh, just about retirement age. Um, Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we got to go to the neighborhood bomb and pop shops. So uh, we had one in Watertown and they, you know, went out to this other little town called uh, Evans Mills which is a podunk, you know, podunk, small-ass town. Watertown's a city, although it's not huge. You know, maybe 100,000, 150,000 people. Um, yeah, we got to do all that. It's it's both heartening and disheartening. Um, for example, I had to go grocery shopping this morning. So my daughter and I were at Walmart and in North Carolina on Sunday. You can't buy beer till noon. I had three minutes. So I'm like, well, <laughs> let's push this cart around for a minute. It's both heartening and disheartening to see that they're selling vinyl at Walmart. It was so disheartening because they have a, you know, Rolling Stones, um, man, you know that double album that was the greatest hits from like 64 to 69 or whatever? It's like the greatest Rolling Stones compilation ever that I have digitally, I have on vinyl, and I have on CD. And it was like, man, that is so great. 40 fucking bucks, American? Not in this goddamn economy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> why is why is vinyl so expensive? I don't remember being it being so fucking expensive. I could walk in with 20, 30 bucks and walk out with like two, three albums plus some free promo CDs. Yeah, yeah, and, and if you look at the uh, when this new Megadeth came out, what last month? Uh, I went to Walmart. You're here uh, a little early to start making my dick hard. You got to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Walmart and I'm looking for their CD selection and they got like 15 CDs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this shit? 15 CDs or they're all remasters or best of or essential collections. There's nothing new. But they got vinyl. I looked yeah, at that most- Megadeth vinyl and I was like, man, I already bought it digitally. I And I bought that for like 13 bucks. I can't yeah. justify spending, what is it? It was either 27 or 37 at Walmart. Yeah, they had the vinyl for like thirty-eight bucks at my Walmart. Okay, yeah, so it was thirty-seven. Yeah, thirty-seven and change. Yeah, 
fucking ridiculous. Get the fuck out of here. But man, it's such a good cover. That's a that's an iconic album cover. I'm gonna to have to buy the bottle copy. Oh, it's fucking great. <laughs> now you're you're a Megadeth fan, is that right? Because you you haven't mentioned Megadeth. You've been talking Slayer and Pantera. You mentioned some Zombie. I like White Zombie much better than I like, uh, or much more than I like Rob Zombie. Me too. Same. Although, uh, although the Busters movie ruled, I said it. I wanted it on the fucking record. I haven't seen it yet, so no spoilies. <laughs> no, no, uh, absolutely not. But yeah, yeah, White Zombie. That first White Zombie album is my favorite. Uh, uh, the Sisto's amazing. Uh, the groove on that is fucking ridiculous. But um, yeah, Megadeth are my all-time favorite band. All time. Huh? Oh shit. All time. I got everything. Uh, I've been obsessed with Megadeth since I was about twelve years old. I got into Metallica first, and I realized. All of my favorite Metallica songs have D. Mustaine in the title. In oh, the look at that. So, <laughs> and then it was just fucking over. Then I was just Team Megadeth all the way. Hell yeah! I like somebody that thinks right. <laughs> Sick of fucking Metallica getting all this credit and Megadeth grinding it out like they're fucking sheep shit when they're obviously the better band. <laughs> Well, look, man. I, I, I got. I guess you got to count me there too, because as much as I did love Metallica, and I'm talking, this is like as some of the albums are coming out. Um, when I heard Peace Sells for the first time, that's Oof. when I was like, okay, I'm all in on this thrash metal thing. Fuck yeah! And what? And after that, me and my brother, uh, my older brother Dave, aka Scapegoat, we would buy every fucking thrash metal album we could get our hands on. I mean, that's how I discovered Forbidden. That's how I discovered Death Angel. That's how I discovered. All them, you know, great um, Flotsam and Jetsam and Sacred Reich and all that stuff, too, man, you know. And, um, uh, yeah, Megadeth, I have to credit for a lot of that, honestly. Uh, but Megadeth, Metallica, too. I mean, they, to me, it's like I've said it before and I'll say it again, man. As far as I'm concerned, there's two bands that I feel are, well, three, technically speaking that are the fathers of thrash metal and that includes metallica exodus and megadeth you know gotta throw exodus in there too because of the fact that kirk hammett was that was his band yeah and also i mean when when the exodus guys met metallica they were like man it was like looking in a mirror because they were kind of doing the same thing people sometimes forget metallica was originally from la they left la and came to san francisco you know and 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 metallica just got their album out sooner you know exodus had some problems bind by blood didn't come out till 85 but uh i mean and then of course with dave being a founding member of metallica and then going on to form megadeth i mean fuck dude yeah to me that's the beginning of thrash metals those three bands yes and and, and you said peace cells got you all in thrash, <laughs> right like that that, that was yeah like i don't get me wrong like well the first time i heard metallica i was like what is this new sound i have to take in and do i like it or not not been that way about a lot of different subgenres of metal not just thrash you know i mean my at that point in time my wheelhouse was your your traditional metal the first generation or first wave of your glam metal i I thought Motorhead was as fast as it got up until that point. I, and I then did too I heard, when I heard Iron Fist. And then when I fucking listened, when I heard Kill 'Em All for the first time, I was like, "Whoa, yeah. what is this?" Yeah. You know. Um, I was then, like, "This is faster than Dead Kennedys and God We Trust I, I, Incorporated, dude." And that's the fastest fucking album I've ever heard. 
and that's the thing, man. Like, it was like when I first heard. I mean, I'd like to say that yes, I knew the future, and the future was thrash metal. I did not. I I didn't know quite what to think of it, and it really wasn't until um, we got a local rock radio station's been here since 1967 called KC 95. And uh, they always had a show called Monday Night Metal. And I heard um, they played two Metallica cuts uh, from Ride the Lightning. It was For Whom the Bell Tolls and Fade to Black. And I'm like, holy shit, who is that? Found out it was Metallica. Went to my older brother's friend, Dave Grindstaff, because he's the guy that introduced both Metallica and Slayer. Metallica had been out for several months. Slayer had just dropped in December of 83. So this is like early 84. He brings over Show No Mercy. And Metallica Oof. kill them all. And I'm like, what the fuck is Oof. this shit? Like, especially Slayer. Slayer freaked me out. I was like, whoa, this is just way too fucking much for me, man. Yo, that and album cover, yeah. Then you got to hear it. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, and I'd seen Evil out. Like, you know, I that, remember my brother bringing that home. That sound really things. matched that album cover, dude. I don't give a fuck. Oh, it sure did. Sure. <laughs> but I remember the first time I saw the cover for Merciful Fates, no. Don't Break the Oath, and Melissa, for that matter. I was like, whoa, it's the most evil album covers I'd ever seen. Before that, to me, it was Dio's Holy Diver, you know? Yeah. I mean, people got to remember, I was a teenage boy at the time, so, I, you know, I didn't know quite what to make of Slayer, and I didn't really embrace him right away. I gotta be honest. I wish I could say, yes, I knew that Slayer, Slayer's greatness right away. No, I did not. Um, and then what ended up happening is, I, I, I liked those Metallica songs, so I went back to Grindstaff. I said, hey, bro, you know, like, you got any of those Metallica? So he he literally made me um, some copies. He gave me Kill 'Em All. He gave me Ride the Lightning. And then my brother just bought Master of Puppets. So I'm like, oh, oh my God, these guys are amazing. So I was all about Metallica. I was all in, but I didn't I didn't really think about it in terms of thrash metal, glam metal. Even you know back then it was just metal. You know what I mean? But I liked them. Yeah. But it it wasn't. And then <laughs> I I heard Megadeth's Peace Cells. Um, never forget my brother bought the album. He popped, he popped on Wake Up Dead. The first, and it, I, it just blew my mind, man. And then that's when I was like, well, I want to hear more bands like that. And it was like we would get the metal magazines and anything that even had the word thrash in it. Boom, we'd go pick it up. You know, And, of course, we went back and we got Kill Him Is uh, My Business and, uh, and all that, too. So um, And Slayer... Man, I didn't, you had to have been disappointed when you picked up Thrasher magazine and realized it was just a bunch of fucking skateboarders. No, I didn't ever buy... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And I'll tell you why, because I had a friend who was a skateboarder, so I already knew it was a skateboard. You know, Maxie. But uh, nice try there, dude. I had a anyway. skater phase. I, that's I, I know. It's all right. It's all right. You know. So anyway, you know, flash forward yeah. a few years later, and I'm still kind of like, ah, I don't know about Slayer. I don't know about Slayer. And then South of Heaven came out. And I'm like, oh, I like this. And I think what happened is by the time, by that point in time, I'm listening to Death Angel. I'm listening to Exodus. I'm listening to Testament. I'm listening to Overkill and Nuclear Assault and SOD and all these, you know, Anthrax, all this really heavy shit, you know. And then I hear South of Heaven and I'm like, ooh, I like that. But I think my ears had got acclimated to thrash metal. So I buy South of Heaven and then ask my brother, hey, dude, can I borrow your, your Slayer albums and heard rain and blood and was like oh my fucking god like what the fuck what you know it was almost like when barney first had a beard he's like where have you been all my life burp that's how i was with slayer it was like whoa 
it was like once I got it, I got it, and I've been a Slayer fan ever since. Took me till seasons, but I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of early Slayer shit. Um, I don't like it when they go a thousand miles a minute. I like, I like South of Heaven and up from Slayer, and I love fucking Diabolus and God hates us all. And uh, Seasons in the Abyss to me is their greatest fucking album. Fuck yes. Right. Seasons rules and South of Heaven. South of Heaven. Well, to me, I call I call those three albums the Unholy Trinity, and that's Rain in Blood. Uh, South of Heaven and Seasons in, in the Abyss, which I'm sure I'm not the only person that does that, but that's what to me that's the unholy trinity. That those three records, um, I I love Rain and Blood. I think it's I mean it's right up there with Master of Puppets and and uh, P-Cells. I mean it's one of the reasons why 1986 is considered the greatest year in thrash metal. But my personal favorite Slayer album is South of Heaven because that's the album that made me a Slayer fan. Yeah, I and I get shit for this all the time, and, and I, I might get shit from you for this, but Rain and Blood has to be the most overrated oh, fucking old. thrash metal record. Oh, you're killing me. You're killing me, Scribble. Oh, you wound me, sir. Hey, Wait, Rain all... and Blood is what? Overrated is what he's saying. Overrated? <laughs> um, I, I th- maybe. I think when you put it next to Peace Cells, and fucking Master of Puppets, it's overrated. It's a good record. Don't get me wrong. I like Rain and Blood. But to me, it's not diverse enough like fucking P-Cells and Master of Puppets. Well, okay. That's fair. Um, I mean, look, let's be honest. Rain and Blood is just a full-blown bludgeoning of 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 your ear holes. Like, there's no... I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. The whole album was on both You're sides. You're right. There is that. no Jesus Christ on that album at all. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and you're right. There isn't. But, uh, but uh, I mean, holy shit, dude. That that album, I mean, it's just relentless <laughs> in getting the end. Um, which, which, which makes it different from... It, you're right. It's not diverse. It's just, it's just a pummeling of your fucking ear holes. Um, now I'm not saying that fucking you know Master Puppets and P Cells are, are, are easy on it, but but I understand what you're trying to say. I I get it because with with that album, dude, Rain and Blood is just. I mean, like I said, dude, I bought the cassette. Guess what? It didn't have a side one or side two. You you dig both all the songs were on the same side because that's how fast the album was. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean, like, dude, it, it, it was like thirty minutes of just fucking on, a, an oral onslaught. And it's um, a great album. You're absolutely oh, right. Oh, it is a great album. I just uh, think Seasons is better because I think I think frankly that's when you hit some diversity. Uh, I don't know if Scribble well, would fucking agree here, with me or my, not. Here's here's my take on Seasons. I think Seasons is an amalgamation of Rain and South of Heaven because with yeah. South of Heaven they slowed things down a bit. And, and I got news for you. Slayer got a lot of flack for that at the time. I loved it. But I remember some hardcore Slayer for, oh, you can slow down. Because, you know, they want every fucking song to be about a billion miles an hour. And I'm like, don't get me wrong. I love the fast shit. I mean, I'm a fucking thrash metal freak, okay? But I love, you know, I love a hey, season's the best. You can't go wrong. <laughs> you know, like, and I even love the, the, the Hell Awaits. And, I mean, I love Slayer. 
out of the big four and stress i'm stressing big four they were the only one that in my opinion didn't compromise their sound they they remain pretty much true to themselves can we just call rain and blood a speed metal record and if we if we can do that i will call it the greatest speed metal record of all time well to see to my ears thrash is faster than speed metal but i know what you're trying to say I think, I think of early Motorhead as like speed metal. Okay, yeah. That's- Razor was a speed metal band. Um, uh, Motorhead. Yeah, to me, um, Slayer's just that album in particular. They're, right? they're it's brutal just, thrash, though. They're right, it's level. brutal thrash. It's like fucking balls deep, balls out, fucking just, you know, where Megadeth, I mean, but hey, man. Dude, Megadeth fucking, those early Megadeth albums, man, they're flying too. You know what I mean? I mean, it ain't like, it's just different. Slayer's like a blunt instrument. Yeah. I guess guess Megadeth just have more uh, melody and and, and that. By by far, by far. You said it yourself. You hit the nail on the head, Scribble. They're more diverse. Megadeth are much more diverse. Look, Slayer, I love Slayer. You know, but you, Slayer's one of those bands like my my co-host of the Metal Mike Show, Bildo. He can't stand Slayer. He hates them, and most of it's got to do with Tom's voice. But you know, I've met metal hand, heads that can't stand Dave Mustaine's voice, or Bobby Blitz's from Overkill, or you know Zetro from from Exodus. I'm like, I think y'all are fucked in the head. I think it's all awesome, but that's me. You know. If you're a thrasher, you shouldn't give up. You shouldn't be sitting there critiquing these motherfuckers' voices. You're you're into. Thrash. I know, but I am here to tell you. I've had people tell me flat out, yes. I can't stand Dave Mustaine's voice, or I can't stand Blitz's voice, and I'm like, what the fuck are you t-? like? I don't get it, you know. I mean, and then this is a guy, like I said, man, my, my he's my boy, he's my co-host in the Mel Mike Show, but I don't understand. Like he, he's all about Max Cavalier era Sepultura, but he don't like Slayer, and I'm like, huh. You know, like to me, I don't get it. You know, personally, I don't get it because I mean, Sepultura is pretty fucking abrasive, man. You know, like honestly, at least I think it is. Again, you know, of course, you're talking to an old guy, yeah, but Sep's um, got a good groove, man. Yeah, they do, they do. <laughs> and Sep, we're very experimental too. Don't, don't don't get me wrong, but man, you listen to Beneath the Remains or Arise, bro. Oh, I mean. Yeah. That's some fucking extreme heavy fucking. I mean, that's why it just blows my mind when when Bill's like, "Why well, I, I like this band," but I, I'm like, I I to me I'm going. I don't. I mean, I'm. It's you know, hey, music's different to everybody. You know what I'm saying? But for me, it's like I don't see how somebody can dig on Sepultura and not like Slayer. I'm not I, saying Slayer's got to be your all time favorite man, man. I'm just saying, you know, you, you know what I you know what I mean, guys, don't you? Well, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, and uh, the whole Dave Mustaine thing, I am so sick of that shit. Like, oh, fucking Dave Mustaine can't sing. and da, da, da. It's like, yo, I can't be the only, like, I, people say, yo, we listen to Megadeth for the instrumentals. It's like, yo, I listen to Megadeth for the goddamn vocals and the instrumentals. Yeah, I love I for, for the fucking song, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, 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 I love me some Megadeth. Like I said, growing up out of the big four, they were my favorite. Yeah, um, for still, a very, still, very long still my time. favorite thrash band. Also. Yeah, and, and, and they've kind of reclaimed that spot because I got to be honest with you, I'm not somebody who's loved everything Megadeth has ever done. In fact, I'm a guy who's been digging deeper into because 
I ain't gonna lie, dude. I've said this before. I'm sure you've heard me say this on this show, Scribble. After euthanasia, dude, I kind of I tuned out of Megadeth for a while. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know. Oh yeah, I was no, no, no. I I, I tuned out for a while, man. Same as I did with Metallica. You right. know, I I just yeah. Can I ask you how old are you? I am 52. I'll be 52 next Saturday, actually. You're this coming Saturday. My uncle is he he's a a big metal head and he's your your age exactly okay and he tuned out to megadeth once euthanasia came i was just yeah i was like what the fuck is this shit i hated it i still don't like that record to this day but what i'm trying to I, say I, I told like, you you I wouldn't know. dude i told you you wouldn't the last few the last few okay i didn't they didn't bring me back till dystopia i didn't and and now I'm I'm getting into albums like Thirteen and United Abominations and realizing oh they got heavy again before Dystopia, um, which I know Dystopia was a reaction to Super Collider because it sounded I've not I've never heard Super Collider but from what I understand I, I even though I've got it digitally, um, it it was almost like them trying to be all commercial again like with Euthanasia and other stuff and then there was like this I do remember that Dave's like well from now on I'm just going to do Megadeth music and I'm like yes. Dave, thank you. Um, Dave is at his best when he's angry and pissed off, in my opinion. Super Collider, to me, and Bushy, I don't know how you feel about Super Collider, but to me, it's worse than Risk. Ooh, it's that oh. bad, huh? See, uh, Risk, I really like that song, Breadline. I, I mean, I like it a lot. I, I And I know it's not Megadeth. I know it's not. But it's everything I like about metal. That riff, you know... Dude, it's so docking. It's it's so Cinderella kind of fucking riffage. I, I really dig it. Super Collider. I I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, it's it's definitely man. Risk and Super Collider are definitely their two worst albums. Yeah. Well, you know what? I got an idea for a future episode, gentlemen. Since we're all three. Um, death heads so to speak we should do a mega death discussion like they're kind of maybe dig into their discography you know a little bit from time to time out uh, retrospective okay. mega death retrospective like dig into because there's some mega death albums i haven't really listened to you know of course this would take some research and stuff and some homework bushy but um fuck? yeah i'm just saying <laughs> Um, but and I'm not saying anything right away because we'd have to prepare. But I mean, you could easily do that in two, three parts at least. Megadeth have a huge discography, so we'd have to go through different eras. I I think you know to do it, but it'd be something. I mean, would you be down for that script? Absolutely. Fuck. You know what? It's so funny that you say that because I was going to propose the, the very idea to you, fellas. All right then. Fuck it. What do you think, Bush? Deep dive with Scribble. I could do that. Yo, yeah, because yeah. Mike, I heard you say, um, have you heard the system has failed? I've heard, again, it's one of those situations where I've heard a few songs and some of it I've heard what I've liked. Like I said, I'm just now digging into that, I guess, era of the band, you know, because to be, like I said, dude, I, I wrote them off, man. I was like, oh, Megadeth's done. Their best years are behind them they're done it's over you know i mean i was very i i was heartbroken with euthanasia Fucking and then the elitist. shit they followed because i had some friends oh, whatever dude 
It is. It's, it might be their fucking best record of the night. Period. Well, slow down. Slow down. I just threw. Because <laughs> ninety one oh. is when Rust in Peace came out. Let's let's okay, check. Nineteen ninety was when Rust in Peace came out. I'm okay, sorry. ninety. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Euthanasia is better to, than Rust in Peace to me. I, I, oh. I what? Fine. What? Scrap this whole fucking show. We're shutting this shit down right the fuck now. <laughs> Hey, hey, I love a guy, though, that has his opinions and he stands with his convictions. Euthanasia better than Rust in Peace? Yeah, okay, I'll tell you why. I'll oh, tell please you why. do, because I love Euthanasia. I love it. But, come it goes, on. It goes back to what I said about why I listen to Megadeth. I listen to Megadeth for the vocals first. I am not a musician. I, I, I am into thrash, but it's not. I love vocals. So if we're talking about vocal performance, nothing fucks with euthanasia. Mm. Dave sounds amazing. He's mm. actually singing. He's belting out fucking high notes. He yeah. sounds great. So you fucking piss me off. Musically, Rust in Peace fucking demolish. <laughs> you okay. piss me to fuck off. That's a good fucking argument. <laughs> He does sound great on Euthanasia. <laughs> he sounds fucking amazing. People say Dave can't sing. I point him to Euthanasia. Oh, that is such a good call. I still don't know if it's better than Russ, but I I now take it away. You can finish the show. <laughs> That's a good argument. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody's entitled to their opinion. And I'll never be back on the show. No, or, I, no, no, I oh, thought that was total insanity at first. He's like, yeah, euthanasia buries. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> he didn't say it buries it. He just said that he thought it was the best. Well, that's what I'm my not- fireball of PBR said. Is He said euthanasia buries. <laughs> but but that's just me, because like I said, I listen to Megadeth for Dave Mustaine's voice. I love, I think he has one of the most unique voices in metal history. He does. Agreed. Well, look, dude, nobody sounds like Dave, and Dave don't sound like anybody else. The minute you hear him, you know who it is, man. And to me, that's that's an awesome thing. You know, I like I like dudes and people who stand out. And um, but yeah, I was just thinking, man. As much as we love Megadeth, that would be kind of cool. We could go through the different eras of the band, and and I would hear, I would love to hear your thoughts on the system has failed because to me, that was the first album that came out. When I became a fan of Megadeth, I was 12 years old. The System Has Failed came out, and that's right when he dropped all the uh, the remastered albums, which right um, for the most part are total shit. Uh, I love the So Far So Good So What remaster and the Killing Is My Business remaster, but nothing else. Um, you know, the remasters really didn't bother me, but maybe that's because I had the originals already anyway. You know, it's just. It was what it was. I know some people really. I mean, some people hate all of them. I don't. I'm with you on the so, on the first two. I think the remasters sound fucking amazing on on uh, Killing's My Business and so far so good. So what? So I yeah. concur. And uh, so the system has failed was the first album that came out as a Megadeth fan, and and I was 12 years old, and you know it's that when you're 12 years old, that's the shit that remains sacred to you when you're 50 years old. Yeah, a sure, job solicitor to fucking Bon Jovi, goddammit. <laughs> I mean, I'll take Dawkins over that. But <laughs> Thank you. Dawkins shits all over Bon Pony. All right, so what do we got? We got a... Uh, 
Yeah, System Has Failed. That was 2004. Isn't that right around the time he got back to being thrashy? Yeah. Or was it the album after that? No, System Has Failed was... Uh, so so they did Risk, and then they did The World Needs a Hero, which was kind of going in the right direction after Risk. It wasn't a full-on metal record, but it was going the right way. And yeah, then much better than and, Load 2. Yeah, and, and so then he had his arm injury, and this is when Elson wow. sued him for $20 million, and he disbanded Megan. All that shit was going down at this time. Yeah, I remember that. And, and, and... Fuck, this kid was only 12, Mike, when this shit was going on. Ain't that some bullshit? We old as fuck, dude. What do you think? <laughs> Breaking news, water is wet, dude. Um, yeah, he did this. This is the one where he had Chris Poland back on some of the songs, man. And, uh, yeah. and here's the thing about The System Has Failed. Go back and listen to it. I would love to hear your thoughts on it if we do those episodes. Um, it is an amazing record. Like... They do have a couple songs that are very euthanasia style, but that's only like two or three songs. The rest of the songs are fucking thrash metal. Fuck yeah, everybody cool. gets some oh, Le Bond. Well, I, I mean, like I said, when I say we go into this, I'm going to, I mean, I, obviously the first several albums are in my DNA, you know, but yeah. I still want to talk about them because they're fucking awesome. I would imagine all the way up to Russ should be in every Megadeth fan's DNA. Well, I even like Countdown. You know, I know some people feel like that was, you know, oh, it was a solo. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. I, I, I mean, even though they slowed it down a bit, to me, Countdown was still a heavy enough record. And it sounded like Megadeth, where, where I was like, what the fuck is this? Or as Dave said in, uh, you know, Black Friday, what the fuck is this? I was euthanasia. I was just like, what the fuck is this shit, man? I, great you know, album. And striking poses, and no, it's not. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> uh, okay, great album to your ears. Okay, well, I'll give me that. Um, Dude, Family Tree is like the greatest song on that record, too. Oh my god. that That's their, uh, you know how Corn has Daddy? That's yeah, their exactly. <laughs> it's all about incest and molestation and shit, man. That, that fucking song is dark. Kind of like um, it's got a fun riff, man. It's it's a happy song. That's really not a happy fucking song. <laughs> um, yeah, Exodus did a song, and this was way before Corn, uh, "Father to Son," which is kind of a, about that. It's a pretty dark song. Uh, yeah. It's badass though because it's Exodus. Not that hey, I know Corn. <laughs> I know Corn. This motherfucker here will not budge on euthanasia at all. Wait until oh, I have him do the never. uncovered gem, the cure disintegration uh, yeah, well his ear holes are going to be raped he's going to cry you don't know. he's going to be you in don't... the corner with Dr. Fuck crying and feeling gay because he had to hear that album <laughs> <laughs> now now I might actually like it you don't know oh I got a talk good about, idea and talk about jumping to fucking conclusions I'm talking about the cure oh yeah I'm with I'm with I'm with Metal Mike on this. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, we do our uncovered gems, as you know, Scribble, and um, we'll we'll review a record we're not very familiar with. And since I said I thought it would be interesting to do a deep dive on Megadeth, because because I had tuned out, I do want to. I've like I said, I've listened to a few songs 
Because Bildo, he'll do that track of the day, and he'll actually pick songs off some of these Megadeth albums that I'm not that familiar with, and I'll be like, well, I, I like that song. So I'm thinking, you know, I really need to, and I've had other Megadeth fans say, well, you really need to check out United Abominations and 13 and those and Endgame. And I'm like, all right, man, you know, so, so I'm thinking it would be something cool for us to do, man, you know. Oh, oh dude, um, I, dude, I'm definitely down. Uh, Scribbles, obviously, uh, you know, a podcaster and a rapper. You're not a DJ, right? You're a rapper? Yes, I'm no DJ and shit with me. Okay, well, I just want to make sure we differentiate because, I mean, we had, uh, you know, a lot of these rapper guys go with DJ names and they're not. Um, so I didn't know what I was going to get, you know. He's talked to us through Messenger, left voice messages back and forth and shit, and it's cool. And, and I really appreciate that you're a fucking fan. But you actually have a talent yourself, which is even more cool. And your talent is the opposite end of the fucking spectrum for what we're even talking about. <laughs> I absolutely want to do that Megadeth rabbit hole dive. Yeah, like I said, I think we could do it because they have such a large discography. It'd probably have to be in multiple parts. But what to be cool about that is we could do like the first several albums and then come back, listen to the other albums make our notes and shit on them and to do part two later like i i'm not saying hey let's fucking do a megadeth discussion retrospective fucking eight hour thing all at once there's no way we would because i mean there's a lot of records these guys yeah. whatever else you can say about megadeth man they're very prolific they yeah. have put out a lot of i mean right here man just their main discography one two three four five six seven eight 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 albums, man. Yeah. 16 albums. That's a lot of fucking... That's that's a lot. That's a lot, man. And we still don't have a Megadeth Live record. Actually, yeah. I think... I thought they did. If you go there, through their band. There's Root Awakening 2001. That was the World Needs a Hero Tour. The Root Awakening Live record. And I was say, that's, yeah. a, that's a major label release? Studio oh. release? No, yes. that was... Oh, that Sanctuary. Was, sanctuary, yeah. And uh, the other one, they did one a few years later for the System Has Failed tour. They did uh, Live in Buenos Aires. Yeah, see, here's, I don't, here's, here's I don't the, have here any of that. Are. The only thing I have is Rust in Peace Live, and it's a bootleg. Listen to this. It's a soundboard uh, bootleg, but it's a bootleg. Rude Awakening uh, came out March 19, 2002 from Sanctuary Records, and then you had... Uh, and it, it was certified gold. You had the one night... That one night live in Buenos Aires, 2007, September 4th, and that was from the label Image. Not familiar with them. Rust in Peace Live, Shout Factory, which I'm like, holy fuck. The Big Four live from Sofia, Bulgaria, which that, that obviously. DVD, but I, I've got yeah. that DVD. Oh, well, they got, it, they got it on DVD and CD. Oh, do they? So, uh, yeah. All I know Shout is that I, I watched it all the way through once. And then any other time I put that in, I strictly watched the Megadeth set because it fucking destroys. Agreed. And then we have Countdown to Extinction Live. Uh, that was September 24th, 2013. And then Unplugged in Boston, August 20th, 2021. Unplugged. What? What the f***? do an Unplugged ever. Come on, man. 
But over acoustic, it rarely works. Like Metallica could do it unplugged, and I would buy it. We not Megadeth. No, no, yeah. Dis- disagree. No uh, Megadeth. Well, I got some news for you. When they were doing the load and reload tours, they came out and did unplugged. And my friend Bill and a lot of other people said it sucked ass. They were like, "What the fuck are they doing?" <laughs> uh, load and reload. That's what they were doing. Yeah, which, those are shitty fucking records. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Okay, moving on. That's Metal Mike scared of the Metallica rabbit hole because we already went down the Megadeth rabbit hole. Hey, dude, I, we can talk about... Hey, we're talking about fucking metal. We can talk about new metal, old metal. I don't give a fuck. But the one thing I was going to say about Korn earlier was I know they, they are a divisive band. Fucking and now I like the How first the fuck did we get back to Korn? Because I had that little thread note and I went back to it, dude. <laughs> it, you, know, you, you take notes while we're doing this? Man, you should be running no. shit. No, it's a mental note. I make mental notes, dude, because I'm cool like that. Okay? Oh, I destroy brain cells throughout this entire show. Uh, you, I know that. That's why I make <laughs> mental notes. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm just teasing you, bro. Not really. Uh, um, Mark messaged yeah. me and said I should get fucked up all the time after that uh, episode that we just dropped, the uh, top 10 action films. I'm like, no, dude. I was sloppy. I was embarrassed. As I'm listening yeah. to this shit... I was like, I'm getting worse and fucking worse. This is horrible. He's like, no, just do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Mark, he likes to get drunk, man. <laughs> well, I just do that. too. I just don't like to listen to myself sober. You're talking about a guy who snorted whiskey, man. I mean, come on. Oh, this is just, true. This yeah, is true. You know, it's Mark talking about here. <laughs> uh, but anyway, what I was going to say is... Um, Oh, you were still about talking. Porn. Fuck. Even yeah, with the interruption. that's what I fucking do, dude. <laughs> I mean, if you want me to sit here and look beautiful, I can, but I think the listeners would be fucking bored by that. I kind of I kind of agree. All right, then, fucker. <laughs> they wouldn't so. be bored of me looking beautiful. <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> You're scarlet. You're both beautiful. What, what, buddy? You're both beautiful to me. Oh, well, thank you, brother. You rule, Scribble, dude. you're coming back on. You don't have to suck our dicks. <laughs> uh, but, but, no, with Korn, man, I like I like the first three albums. And people have to realize, like, at the time, I'm like, well, this is different. I, I appreciate anybody that brings something new to the table. And with them down-tuning, playing the bass like a percussive instrument, not having any guitar solos, I was like, I don't know about all that. But I was already into bands like, say, Crowbar, who already down-tuned. So... And Black Sabbath, of course, they down tune. Hello, so I, I, to me, I, I thought the first three Corn albums were solid, man. I mean, they they kind of got stuck in a rut after that, and I'm not really into anything they've done 
since then. But I will say this about Corn, and I've said it before. I think they were a good gateway band because a buddy of mine's little brother, that was his first band. And now, dude, he listens to all kinds of heavy shit. Like, he's all into the brutal death metal and fucking, like, he loves, and it all started with Corn. And I do think there's certain bands that I call good gateway bands. And I think Corn was one of those. If we're talking about gateway bands into heavy, heavy metal, all the new metal bands are great for that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because yeah, they'll bring a good cross uh, cross subsection of the uh, listenership. Because those new metal bands, they incorporated a lot of hip hop in those early albums. They don't do it so much anymore. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's just Limp Biscuit that does that anymore. Corn tries, but they've gone more to just a straight new metal type sound. Um, so you can bring some hip some hip hop guys into fucking metal, and Metal guys, man, we hear hip-hop and rap, and we try to act like we don't like it, but come on, man, everybody likes a fucking beat, and the first time you hear Snoop, man, you, you're infatuated with that motherfucker, you know, because he, he's got that D-O-double-J-S-O-G-A-W-E, and he's just got such a smooth fucking voice, you're like, man, this hip-hop's cool, and it steals from metal, and now, man, we got this metal, and it's stealing from hip-hop, what's up with that, and it's fucking heavy? I'm I'm down with that. It, it it grabs a good cross, you know, like a good subsection of the whole country. Well, here's yeah. and I, that is an interesting point, Bushy. And one thing I want to also point out is there's something I've always noticed. It seems to me that no matter what genre of music you do, if you mix it with metal, whether you like it or not is irrelevant. It's it's usually pretty successful. I don't care what it is. I mean, it, it doesn't matter what kind of music it is. It, it, you, you put something and you combine it with heavy metal and it, it sells. It does well. It gets a, it gets a positive reaction. And and you, you definitely got to credit bands like Faith No More and, and Rage Against the Machine for opening the door Fuck to yeah. new metal. You know? Uh, yeah, I just wish uh, Rage wasn't so fucking pretentious. Oh, me too. Oh, me too. Thank you. Thank I wish you so it was so pretentious while sounding so fucking good. That's what pisses me off. Because <laughs> they talk all this shit, man. And and I love that Killing in the Name album. That's like, for me, that that's that's the best Rage album. Yeah, yeah. I think to most people, that's the best Rage album. Yeah, I mean, the, the following two were good. But man, that one was good. And I'm like, yeah. at least, right. the, at least yeah. the fucking Dead Kennedys are real, man. They preach against the establishment and look them motherfuckers are broke <laughs> I'm not going to believe Zach De La Rocha getting up on stage preaching about the evils of can or uh, capital uh, capitalism if I gotta pay $350 just to get into the fucking nosebleeds to see this and, motherfucker. And that's why I, I look you can believe in whatever you want yes. I don't give a shit but if you're going to talk the talk then walk the fucking walk, man. That's and why I I'm pro-dead Kennedys. Man. I, I hate the fact that, yeah, oh, yeah, we're fucking, we, fuck capitalism, but hey, we're going to charge you $600 for front row seats. Get the fuck out of here with that fucking bullshit, <laughs> man. man. And, and here's the thing, too. It, I, a lot of people don't like to say rage is new metal or rap metal, but they are. They it's are. Fuck whether they're godfathers of the shit or not, they're they're a new metal rap metal band, okay? Oh, and why I, why I Rage, the reason I love Rage is because I like real MCs. And Zack De La Roca is a real fucking MC. And it's super rare to find a real MC rapping over metal. 
This is true. I, mean, I, I love. I love Fred Durst, but he's not a real MC. He 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 has a dope cadence and fun lyrics, but he is not spitting actual bars. You know what I mean? It's not it's not rolling ain't fucking no top notch rap. You know what I mean? No, no, right. no. Hold, hold, hold I, I on a second. Uh, <laughs> Got to go to fucking Urban Dictionary. Uh, dope lyrics, um, spitting <laughs> bars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I love rap. I just had to fuck with you for a second. You're on a quasi rock and metal podcast. <laughs> hey, uh, I I do agree with you though because it. I mean, I, they I, even I, I acknowledged him, and um, and that excellent Sam Dunn documentary, Metal Evolution. Um, is that the Canadian did, guy? Yeah, I've when seen they did that. the new it's metal amazing. episode. When they did the new metal episode. Rage has figured prominently in it so much so that when they talk about all the crazy shit that happened would not stock 99 i mean you know morello's on there going what have we done man like what did we create you know kind of like almost because there was some crazy shit that did go down i mean i don't know i think that sometimes they make durst the scapegoat i mean i don't know if he's 100% responsible for that or not. I mean, I think, like, he even said in, in that, he goes, when I said break shit, I didn't mean, like, literally break shit. I meant, when I said, hey, let's move, I meant jumping up and down. I didn't mean setting shit on fire, you know? Dude, I... And this goes back to Rage Against Their Machine, the, the machine and their fucking douchiness, is... The bass player, I forget the bass player's name, but he he came out at the MTV Awards, Limp Biscuit won over Rage Against the Machine, and this motherfucker came out like naked or half naked and fucking climbing, you know, protesting Limp Biscuit, and it's like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? And, and that's part of the reason that they broke up because Zach actually was not fucking cool with that. Zach was like, dude, you're fucking embarrassing us. Like Limp Biscuit, they just won this shit. So why are you fucking like pro like you're protesting against against Limp Biscuit? We're a serious band. Yeah, you're talking about Tim Comerford, yeah. And uh and Yeah, I I agree. I agree with that. Look, man, if if we're gonna get started on people like as much as I like Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and stuff and you know, you label it grunge. To me, into my ears, those guys were metal. But but I, I did get tired of it. Not even the bands are like Pearl Jam. Like, whoa, that's that big a deal to us. Blah, blah, blah. I see the worst. Well, then what the fuck are you there for? If you don't give a fuck, dude, why'd you show up? Just stop already. Because yeah. he is crying a lot. So I do agree with you. It's like, you know. I, I love Rage, but their pretentiousness as people is fucking unbearable. It is. You know, uh, it's interesting you say that, because um, I love Rage, too. I, I, I hate hypocrisy. I, I call it hypocrisy wherever I see it. Um, but, man, I, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> that shit's good. Um, the MC thing, I don't know if Durst is an MC or not, and spitting bars and all that hip-hop lingo that <laughs> I don't necessarily understand. But I know he's a hell of a front man, and he's definitely a rock star. Uh, oh. I do have more respect for people like Jello Biafra, the Dead Kennedys, who would sing out against the same things. But they're a punk rock band, so they ain't rich. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Uh, Tom Morello, I gotta say, I love his movie. 
And I love that he fucking entered, uh, inducted Kiss into the Hall of Fame, even though the Hall of Fame's a shame. So well, he did a great job. I got. So I like the guy. Speech, man, I do got to give him credit for that speech, man. Um, but I think in the in the case of because you know I saw uh, Limp Bizkit years ago at the Ozfest. That was when they were touring for Three Dollar Bill, y'all. And I like that record. I bought it when it came out. Was she not the door? And I will say this for them. The dude is, they were a great live band, man. They kicked ass. Like, man, Fred came out into the fucking crowd, just all this energy. And I, I will give them credit for that. I, oh, you saw, Limbis, you saw Limbit? Uh, oh, you yeah, saw Ozfest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, man. And, and, uh, he, yeah. Is that when they were coming out the toilet? Yep. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Wadley, Ian Wadley saw the same one. I, I actually did a podcast with me and the homie D Rotten, who's my co-host on Chocolate Sarcast, and uh, we did a podcast with Ian, and we got Ian to admit he likes three dollar bill, y'all. Hell yeah! Yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> well, see, I, it's I, good I, for me, for me, when when I, I I remember we bought that, and I remember when we bought the first Snot record, and I liked both of them. I saw Snot in the same Ozfest; they were at the second stage, and they killed it. And that was like a month before their singer Lynn Strait died. Um, in that tragic car accident, and I've always thought Snot probably would have went on to be a much bigger band if if that doesn't happen. Um, with with Limp Bizkit though, yeah, I, I have to give them credit; they fucking kicked ass. And I did like Three Dollar Bill, y'all. Y'all, Insignificant Other, ain't that the second record? Uh, that's where I was like, uh, yeah, for me. Again, man, you know, but I'm a white boy from the fucking stick, so y'all gotta give me a break, man. Hey, th- th- that's no excuse. I'm a white boy from the States. <laughs> well, okay. Fuck it, then. <laughs> I guess I'm lame. No, um, there's some good songs off of it, but I, it, Limp Bizkit was a band that just didn't really um, hold my interest. Like, I liked the first record. The second record, I thought, was a step down, but still had some good songs. And, and eventually, I just, you know, but I got to be fair. I haven't listened to their last album. Bushy raves on it, you know, but... That makes me worried. If he loves something, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to like it or not. If you, like, you didn't like the third album, which is Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water, one of the greatest titles of all time. That is um, a great title, but the third album didn't. Yeah, by, by that point, I had, I'm had. i like, eh. Here's, here's why. Because Limp Bizkit, when, they, when $3 Bill came out, Limp Bizkit were a cool underground metal band, right? It was this new fucking thing. They were part of this whole new era. And yeah. It was very, there was a lot of punk rock energy on that shit. Very suicidal tendencies, energy on $3 bill. And it was a lot heavier. And then once Significant Other came out, Nookie was the first single, right? And Nookie. And it blew the fuck up, man. Yeah. And and what's the song people always point? Like, okay, so I was going to middle school in 2006, 2005, right? And. Mm. That was the point, the all-time point of hatred for Limp Bizkit. And I was still rocking my Limp Bizkit shit. You know what I mean? And I just got constant shit for it. And for years and years and years. But but the song that everybody always pointed to, none of these motherfuckers listened to a full album. They heard Rollin', and they're like, that's fucking trash. They heard My Generation. They heard Nookie. They heard the big smash hits, which are very dumbed down to the rest of the album. You know what I mean? So, so, Mm -hmm. So... when people started talking about Limp Bizkit, it was like, oh, that fucking Roland band, the band that does Nookie. 
Uh, that's fucking, you know, that's jock shit and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, not really. Listen to the full record. Oh, I love all that shit. <laughs> I ain't even going to lie, man, because that, that, that dumb shit they do, it plays right into my fucking wheelhouse, brother. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's, that's a fucking thing, man. They're a big, dumb, awesome fucking band. Fuck yeah. But it's like, don't forget, you still got West Boland over there. Yeah. You know, and that motherfucker likes metal. He said uh, he learned to play, um, uh, when he was learning to play like heavier shit, he said he would watch the Go to Hell, the Megadeth Go to Hell video, you know, the section where they, they have all the, you could see how their fingers are moving on the yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he would study that for days and just learn the shit. That's badass. That's badass. <laughs> that guy's amazing. He's, um, God, 100% underrated. I was so happy when he came back to Limp Biscuit because I will say, Limp without West doesn't work. I could do with a different bass player. I actually can. I'm okay with that. Uh, all I right, could do. Out. I could do with a different drummer if I had to. Shout out to my homie Sam. Oh hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Ah, uh, but Wes, I, I couldn't do without Wes. Yeah, he's fundamental to that band. Fuck yeah, him and Fred. I mean, I mean that is Limp Biscuit. If you yeah, ask there me. is no Limp Biscuit without those two guys. I do. I concur. And it's like you, you, you hear, uh, oh, if Limp Biscuit had a different singer, I would like him. Bullshit, bitch. You would still fucking hate him. Yeah, you'd and hate him because of the kind of music they do. Quit, quit fucking lying, man. And by the way, I love rolling. I don't give a fuck. Keep rolling, 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 oh. rolling. <laughs> I love that shit. I love Roland, and I, lo I love all those hits, too. I'm just saying, from the outsider's point of view, that's what I always heard, was, oh, the fucking Roland band. Yeah. But that's yeah. like the uh, the most hated band on the planet that doesn't deserve it. The fucking yeah. Nickelback. Everybody I hears all the radio hits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a Nickelback fan, too. <laughs> I'm liking to scribble even more, Metal Mike. You uh, might better step up your game here, sir. Um... <laughs> Shit, that's all right. <laughs> of course, I, mean, I'm I don't. Playing. I don't hate Nickelback, but it's and I've heard the heavier stuff. Okay, so let me get that out of the fucking way. All right, it's just it's like homogenized Mel. What what's what's what do they bring? I don't know. I like bands that bring something to where I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Nickelback to me is it's it's palpable. It's 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 not awful. I mean, I you know I can think of plenty of things where my like, goddamn that's awful. See, um, you lie so bad because we had a band that brought something different. You know what's special about this, and you shit all over the album. And of course, I'm talking about the Kiss masterpiece music from the Elder. How the fuck <sighs> can you not like Nickelback? <laughs> With that statement you just made. Um, I'll take Nickelback over music from the fucking elder, dude. That, you have gotten me to the point where I hate that record again. I, I had mellowed on the elder. He's like, I, had, I don't even I listen to it, but I can't stand it. I mean, I can't even... I mean, how do I put this? Like, I hated the elder when it came out. You know, I was already pissed off. We were already mad at Kiss. And then we this record came We're like, what the fuck? Fuck and like and like Ralph said, there's the video. Is the demon fucking crying? What yeah, the that's fuck pretty, is this shit? I, I will stipulate to that. That's pretty fucking cheesy. 
And then you fucking... Okay. okay, thanks for stipulating there. Like, I need your fucking verification. Anyway, you so did. then... And then... It, Cowboys it, won got, to Pittsburgh? Okay, go ahead. Uh, Talk about the elder again. <laughs> well, you know... Um, whatever. Fuck the Cowboys. So, um, you know... Just wait till Dak comes back and then he chokes and fucks it all up again. So anyway, um, I, that's what I'm so afraid of. I know, I, I, as you should be, because he's overrated. So anyway, um, where were we? We were, we were, uh, we were we, talking about uh, we were talking about something really cool. Oh yeah, music, even if it's shitty music by Kiss. Um, well, the elder is really what we were talking about. Yeah, well, and. They're, yeah, I, I don't hate them though. I'm not. I don't hate them. Like there's bands I fucking hate, but he, ain't, they ain't one of them. Can we and at least admit that they did for uh, late '90s, early 2000s rock radio? What bands like Rat, Dokken, uh, Lita Ford, Ozzy Osbourne did for no. '80s no. rock radio it's, and FM Top 40 Radio? I guess, but FM Top 40 Radio sucks now. And it <laughs> sucked for a long fucking time. It didn't suck when Ozzy and them guys were doing what they were doing. It didn't necessarily now it suck when Nickelback was on because he had Three Doors Down and Drowning Pool. And See, you're mentioning a bunch of bands that I'm just like, eh. Not a fan of any of those bands, Bush. I'm See, sorry. I'm the guy that had to listen to Top 40 fucking radio. God. I'm sorry for your bad luck. Jesus. <laughs> By the way, thanks for the death angel. It rules. Scribble, what do you think of Top 40 fucking well, of rock and roll heavy metal? Top 40? Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I just took a fucking shot and you asked me a fucking question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've, never, I've never had to listen to the radio because... I grew up uh, uh, with iPods, and then after iPods, we had phones with our music in it. You know what I mean? So I didn't really ever have to listen to it. <laughs> did, this, did this motherfucker just get ageist? He sure did. He, <laughs> he sure said, did. I grew up with phones that had music in it, bitch. Get off my lawn, Grandpa. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to fuck with no fucking Top 40 radio fucking bullshit DJ playing shit that they think I want to hear. Right on, Scribble. Right on, buddy. Well, fuck radio, man. Like, unless it's internet radio and that metalstation.com, we rule. But you know, yeah. I mean, huh? I said, of course, unless it's that metalstation.com. That's the only radio I fuck with. But they're not. We're not terrestrial radio. We're internet radio, and that's. And I think internet radio is kind of what FM radio was in the beginning, where it was like almost pirate radio. People played what they wanted. They did yes. what they wanted. And that's what Back we're when doing, Top 40 you know? Radio could have everything, all the genres, in an hour. In an hour, you would hear country, you would hear hip-hop, you would hear pop, you would hear hard rock, you'd hear metal, and you'd hear that soft rock, yacht rock, whatever you want to call it. That's true. And Internet You're Radio right has opened that up to everybody. Um, I used to do my show like that. And man, the last few months, I've just been in such a rock and roll mood that I haven't strayed and i've noticed a difference on the weekend day show as opposed to the during the weekday show and during the weekday show is a much better audience much more open to play whatever the fuck you want oh my god i love that hansen song oh my god i love that britney spears song oh my god that's testament <laughs> 
on the weekends they're like, no, bitch, I'm here to hear this. Is the feeling that I get. Mm-hmm. The only, Go ahead. The only radio that I ever really listened to was here in LA. We got uh, K Rock, which is 106.7. And anytime I would put it on, it would either be uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers because I'm in fucking California. Uh-huh. And that's the most overrated fucking band ever. I like them, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like them, too. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers and the fucking, who's the band that, uh, Sublime and 311. Oh. So it's like my most hated bands, and they were on the radio 24-7, so I just gave up on it fairly quick. Uh, like Sublime, not 311. Chili Peppers, I'm like half of their shit. It's funny, because uh, K-Rock. Now you want to know... They have a K-Rock in Syracuse, and they have a K-Rock in Kingston, Ontario, Canada. What's Uh hilarious about that is both of their station designations are 106.7. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's fucking funny. I actually do like some of the 311 stuff, their early shit especially, like um, the first album, um, Hydroponics, shit like that, where they they were heavier when they first started. And I like some of their early stuff. Well, every band's heavier when they first start, except for what? Skid Row? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, Skid Row was like, we're going to put out the bullshit, fucking palpable, fucking girly shit for whoa, the first Oh, Dude, that's a good album. No, it's not. And then, and then we're going to do that and get all the pussy and then get all the money and get all the record sales. And then after that, when we've made all our money, we're going to just do what the fuck we want and rock for real. And that's what they did. <sighs> they got heavier. They got heavier. And I'm sorry, yeah. but uh, Slave of the Grind, Subhuman Race, shit all over fucking Youth Gone Wild or whatever the fuck that fucking record was called. Do not it's disagree. It's, it's just called self-titled. just called Skid Row. Well, it sucks. Uh, do not disagree. New Jersey band with a Canadian singer after having a couple other singers. You know, so Skid Row's known for getting rid of people that make them sound good. Uh, <laughs> what do you guys think about this new singer? To be honest, I'm... I don't know about his uh, how he is on stage, but he sounds pretty fucking good, this new guy. Honestly, Scribble, I haven't really bothered to check. I'm going to have to do that. Um, I mean, I can't blame you. When you go through eight singers a fucking year, it's kind of hard to keep up with them. Right. I just get to a point where it's like, well, you've had more fucking singers than the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Whoa, whoa. Um, Are we recycling jokes now? So this is your thing, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir? Because I get in trouble for saying Metallica was better when Dave Mustaine fired everybody. Yeah, but you've said that about a billion times already. This okay. is the second time. Okay, I that's number two. <laughs> All right, keep count, bitch. Yeah, even Black Sabbath. I mean, I love Sabbath, but after a while, it was like, fuck, man. How many sceners do you, you know, that's why, well, I'm not going to go down that vortex. We all know how I feel. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I, I actually like some of the early 311 stuff, so I, I, I guess I'm a contrarian fuck when it comes to you, uh, Bush, and you're a contrarian fuck to me. <laughs> but I don't still see how you could say Elder's your number two. I mean, it's one thing to like it. Even Baco, when he had you on his stuff, when you were talking about, you love the Elder, right? He's like, fuck yeah, I think it's awesome. And he's like, oh, everybody freaks out because I make it my number two. And he's like, whoa, 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 hold on, you're number two? Even he! Was like your number two, really, really? Yeah, at that time, yeah. At that time, okay. You just did that to piss me off. No, no, it's 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 always gonna be a top five record for me. Why? 
don't get it, dude. I don't you get see it. what I deal with? We've already answered this because I like the fucking record. I think it's different. I think it's Oh, it's different, all right. <laughs> but but wow. I wasn't there, remember? I'm what, four or five years younger than you, brother. I wasn't there. I listened to that album well after it happened. They were well into the no makeup era. They were into crazy, crazy nights. How yeah, old? that sucks too. No, how old? Great. Were, how old were you when you heard uh, the Elder? Me, the Elder. Yeah, I was the same age as you when you heard that bad band. Twelve. Perfect. That yeah. See, that's exactly. And, and Ralph and Ian say it all the time. It's 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 time period. Timeline is everything. Timeline is everything. That's why I yeah. like the Fresh Prince, you know, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, man. <laughs> That's why I like fucking Sugar Hill Gang. And people are like, um, who the fuck Sugar Hill Gang? I'm like, oh, bitch, they're like the first one to get a hit with rap music. What the fuck you talking about? You know, rap, uh, who's Lil Yachty? I don't even know that motherfucker. I'm totally with you on Fresh Prince. I fucking love Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince, bro. Fuck yeah, man. Them first two records, ooh. And that awesome. summertime jam? Oh, come on, man. That, mm, mm, no, no. Don't fuck with Will. So the, they were great comedy rap. Their songs were funny to me. In the beginning? Videos. Then they switched yes. it over, man. They got older. And yeah, the Fresh but... Prince was... Uh, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was based on all that bullshit they did. Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. All that silly shit. The colors, everything. I know that. Man, look. I am familiar with... By the way, check out Bel Air. I've been living that. Under it's rock. fucking I amazing. Who, I know who, uh, you know, I, I know who, you know, Smith is. Now, now, now Bushy. Bushy. What's up? You, said you, you love Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff. How did you feel... And you were you were a lot older when Will Smith came out solo with Big Willie Style. How did you feel about that? Dude, I love that shit. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Princeton growing up. <laughs> Dude, I love I, that record. <laughs> so, so I'm in uh for my metalhead, all, all the metalhead listeners out there, I'm in a genre of hip hop called underground hip hop. Underground hip hop is the real shit. It's none of this fucking Lil Yachty and 6 9 It's none of that mainstream shit. It's, it's, we love real hip hop. We love real rapping. And I get a lot of shit for bigging up Will Smith and Fresh Prince Jazzy Jeff era. And it's because when the gangster rap came in in the late 80s and early 90s, then Fresh Prince looked soft. But you got to take it back to what hip hop was. Hip hop started off as storytelling, it was fun party music. Hip hop did not come from fucking Ice Cube and NWA. Nope. Was, no, no, no. It, it did come not. from uh, Dolomite. In a state of suspended animation are the awesome creatures, the leviathans that roamed the earth at the dawn of time. Oh no. Living that shit like all day. But what they think you better listen what they gonna say. Living my life in the wrong way. But who the fuck is you? Why am what they all praise? You want a battle, better bring your whole battalion. Hundreds of thousands with blood gushing out. If you put in any different, boy, you fucking with Italians. They kinda call it hit when you the hitter, we surround them. Keep the beats, water, crowd bouncing. That red, white, and green supreme flows are standing. The malice to build to my core is a balance. Genetically, the spawn of a whore and an addict. Yeah. Decimate your area, barrier. Bodies frozen cold like Siberia. I'm ugly on the outside, looking for your terrier. Skin walking black, eyed beast, cause hysteria. Word. 
cities would be terrorized, populations crazed and panicked with fear. Soldiers and their weapons would be powerless before the onslaught of the beast. Scribble invite me to do a verse on his tape primo. primo. How can I say no to an Italo, Los Angelino? Ma flow cappuccino, assassino, manda stilo. Secondo gira nel mondo, questo verso sopra fino. Primo, nobody's gonna stop my cammino. Calmino, wanna fuck with us, va casino, gino. Terzo, io non scherzo e quando chiedi a gioca un verso, mica tergiverso, enter in my metaverso. Oh, you gonna get disperso in the middle of the desert. We cook in real pasta, here, fuck your mayonnaise. He pop dal bel paese, straight from a sassarese. Who speaks Italy, English? Bars, call me Scorsese Guardo, I'm a real sardo Alle prese with this flow Bastardo, favellardo You don't like me, you can blow My style come a long way Many years ago Today has been a good day Like the cubes Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right, you want to go way back, dude? D- Dolomite started hip hop. Don't don't fuck with me, dude. I know the genre. I, I love me some hip hop and rap. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's frustrating, especially because most of my friends are metalheads, so they don't understand the history of hip hop. So their idea of hip hop is N.W.A. and the gangster rap shit, Pac and Big E. But it's like, yo, that's not where hip hop came from. You got to respect where the fuck it came from. And when Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff came out, Fresh Prince was one of the best fucking storytellers. He may not be a lyrical miracle guy. He may not be KRS-One, but he <laughs> best fucking storytellers. Ooh, talking KRS-One. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. He was hanging, he was hanging mm-hmm. with Cool P-Rap. He was hanging with KRS. He was hanging with LL. And not one of those motherfuckers looked down like Will couldn't rap. Not one. For real. So, all right, well, so. I mean, hey, hey, and that's really cool because I was going to interject with that when you were mentioning the gangster rap. I mean, I always looked at gangster rap. To me, that was to rap and hip-hop. Kind of what, I'm going to just say it, what thrash metal was to metal. It was extreme. It was it was on the fringe. It was, I mean, it was, it wasn't, you know, or you know what, even dare say it, like Black Sabbath. Like when Black Sabbath hit, you know, they... Nobody was singing about the shit that Black Sabbath was in 1970, okay? I mean, they're, they're singing about war and fucking heroin addiction and all this, you know, it was real life. and It was the darker side of life, and I kind of feel that way about NWA and those guys as they were singing about shit that they could relate to. But, you know, it, it was, you, you, does that make any sense to me? Like, to me, it was like the, the, the extreme version of that music. It was the, it was the heavy metal of, of rap and hip hop, if that makes any that's, sense. I don't that's, know. A, that's a beautiful analogy. And I use the exact same analogy. So props to you. That's fucking all right. Up. I want to, so, yeah. I want to show I'll you think- guys something, because this is so fucking funny. This is not staged. Uh, sorry, hit the mute button. I might hit the camera button. Um, I always write show notes. Episode 119, Rap Can Be Metal with Scribble. That's the name of this show. Beautiful. Oh, cool. So that's fucking funny. And, and, uh, and, there, and there's notes and stuff. And then I canceled the news story. I do want to talk about that story. But uh, I canceled it because I wanted to have a conversation with you. Um, 
When it comes to uh, rap and hip-hop and things like uh, Will Smith and Sugar Hill Gang and, you know, things like that back in the day, uh, that hardcore shit still existed. Master P was out there, baby. Yeah. You know, he was out there. He was singing about ghetto dope, man. He was telling you how to fucking make crack. I mean, that kind of rap existed. N.W.A. did something that you seem to hate, Metal Mike. N.W.A. made gangster rap palatable while they fought. They had to fight while people like, you know, Master P were underground. N.W.A. was out there and getting recognition. Uh, bands like, uh, or groups, let's call them groups, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Yeah, they made it funny. They made it lighthearted. But they were still talking about real shit. I mean, parents just don't understand. While funny, dude, that's some deep ass shit. And girls ain't nothing but trouble. Motherfucker, come on now. <laughs> Listen, homeboy, don't mean to bust Joe Bubble, but girls of the world ain't nothing but trouble. <laughs> I love that shit, man. <laughs> I can't help it. I love rap. I love hip hop. Uh, I like I said, I grew up on military bases around the world till we got to Fort Drum, New York, and then my life kind of took a turn. Yeah. So, so I was introduced to every race and creed and religion and nationality and people I couldn't fucking understand and they couldn't understand me. And music always bound us. Music, and especially in Heidelberg, Germany, Jeet Kune Do, because I studied that the whole time I was in Heidelberg, Germany. Between martial arts and music, I was like, there's a reason Kung Fu fighting was a song. <laughs> <laughs> you had no idea I was going there, did you, Metal Mike? <laughs> no, but I like it. I like it. I like that song. <laughs> oh, fuck. Of course. And Mike, real quick, to, um, you made the the... the or maybe it was Bushy. I forget who just said this, but uh, <laughs> whoever made the metal comparison was that you, Mike? Yeah, that was you. Mike? That was me. Um, I I do that to modern hip hop. Modern hip hop, the underground shit is the thrash metal shit, right? Yeah. The under shit is where you're gonna find the real hip hop, and then the poppy shit on the radio is hair metal. And Bushy, no offense, but it's fucking it's image over music. Here That's we what, go day hair all these fucking mumble rappers with multiple dyed hair and tattoos on their face they're mumble poison. rap fucking suck can suck my cock god it's fucking awful yeah that that's that's the equivalent to poison and the underground shit is the big four you shut your fucking whore mouth <laughs> <laughs> oh my god don't you ever compare to the mighty poison who just ruled the studio tour Whoa, you just used... Who just ruled? With poison? I don't give a fuck. They owned the stadium tour. Oh, Don't yeah, you compare them to fucking mumble rap. Okay, okay, well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Let, let's let's see uh, Poison share the stage with, mm, I don't know, somebody actually good. Um, that's That still has the fire in them. And they'll whip... Look. Over, overkill. <laughs> yeah, or, or fucking Death Angel. Yeah, they would... Look, dude. Dude, look. do you okay, know how insane sounded... fun that bill would be? 
<laughs> I am for this. I fucking support this. Death Angel or Overkill with Poison. I fucking support this. That will be, be the cool. greatest fucking audience ever. Because all those Overkill fans or Death uh, Death Angel fans are going to be on fucking skinny bopping. And all those Poison fans are going to be fucking thrashing out. I support this idea. Um, I do think the Poison fans might possibly thrash out. I don't see any thrash man, uh, metal fan going unskinny Bob. Fuck that shit, dude. I wouldn't fucking unskinny oh, Bob if you paid me. Oh, yeah. We'll see this. Look, just because of a band. Girl look, starts grabbing your dick. Unskinny Bob is all of a sudden a good song. <laughs> you might be you might be right about that. Depends on the girl. Though. Um, I, 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 as long as it's female biologically, <laughs> I don't think it matters. Okay, yep. Those are tits. <laughs> Blows me away. I don't mean to totally shit on Poison, uh, although I'm not a fan of Poison. I do like some hair metal. Uh, Dawkins the fucking greatest of all the hair metal bands, in my opinion. They're good. Um, yeah, Dawkins and Rat, baby. But, but, but it is just a, it's a good comparison because if you look at it, and you know, this is, of course, judging just solely by the look, and the poppy music. Uh, it's a great comparison to what modern hip hop. Oh, well, just less, less. I, I take I that take makes care. me want to say how much modern hip hop sucks, but I still have to try to defend that shit that I liked back in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a very difficult time, so I'm just going to say I agree. Okay, because yeah, it sucks. Anyway, um, shut up, Metal Mike. Uh, but, you know, a lot of the new music, even fucking like some of what passes for, I guess, rock, they mumble. It's like mumbling. Like, why is everybody mumbling now? It's like, blah, blah, blah. I, I mean, I'm like fucking, what the fuck? Fuck that, that shit, man. I, I know I'm probably being that old Bob guy. Bob Dylan and think he's great. Ugh. Oh, I fucking hate Bob Dylan. Ugh, for real. Bob Dylan's a good songwriter. Yes. But, yeah. But that's it. Shut the I'm fuck not up. a Bob Dylan fan, dude. <laughs> Write your songs and sell them to people. <laughs> I agree. Cat um, Stevens is my Bob Dylan. Huh? Cat oh. Stevens is my Bob Dylan. Cat oh. Stevens is fucking amazing. I love Cat Stevens. She's got yeah, he's great. great. My mom and dad used to listen to him when I was a kid all the time. I'm looking for a hard-headed woman. Yeah, great, great stuff, man. Oh, is that Michael McDonald? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe well, I don't like Cat. I do. Cat Stevens. Now, didn't shit, he do dude. Year of the Cat? Wait, what? Didn't he do the song Year of the Cat, the album Year of the Cat? No, that's Al Stewart. Never mind. Yeah, Al Stewart's better. <laughs> I, I, I even like his shit when he turned to turn Muslim and started doing just like uh, Muslim prayers on record. I'm like, this is fucking ill. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta yeah, say, I've never heard Kat. of it. You've never heard any Cat Stevens? No, no, the the Muslim records. Oh, I've heard some of it. Um, yeah, I, you know, yeah, I, my, my mom and dad, you know, they used to fucking play Cat Stevens and Fleetwood Mac and the Eagles and all that stuff. So I was familiar with that kind of music. Too. Okay, so yeah, Al Stewart's in that fucking genre, <laughs> the Elton John, uh, Fleet. Okay, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Because Year of the Cat's a great song. How come I get no credit for Year of the Cat? Oh, because we were talking um, okay. about fucking Stevens. Yeah, all right, I'll, here, hold on, Bill. You or hold on. You, you listening, Bush? There's your golf clap. All right. 
Fuck. He's just jerking off to my voice. Besides, cool, yeah. besides, man, you still fucking lose a bunch of points for fucking championing the elder like you do. <clears throat> anyway. <sighs> well, it is what it is. Yeah, so we've enjoyed having you on. You've got to tell us about your hip hop thing. What's going on there, man? We have to know where all your socials are, what you got for music, what's going on. Tell us about your new label you're trying to put together. What's up? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like I said earlier, I just got this label imprint, Black Nobility. I'm looking for if you're fucking talented and your music bangs, that's all I give a fuck about. I don't care if you're a rapper, a metal band, a fucking indie songwriter. Uh, if you're dope, you're cool. dope. Um, as far as music, I'm working on an EP right now. I just dropped an EP uh, in, well, not just, in February called uh, In Their Blood and From the Gutter, which is a, uh, it's all based on Berkowitz and the Son of Sam shit. Oh, yeah. Oh! My dad and actually I... guarded him. What? My dad actually guarded him. with really? a corrections officer in New York <laughs> State. Wow. That's fucking crazy shit, dude. It, yeah, it's so. pretty insane when you think about it. That's probably the most notorious serial killer still alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did a whole EP. I, the Netflix had a great documentary. Yes, they did. <laughs> so I watched that and I got inspired and I did this EP. And uh, I'm doing another EP. And the other, my other passion other than metal and hip-hop and just music in general is old movies. I love Bob Hope and Bing Crosby flicks. I love Cary Grant. I love all that super. That's awesome, movie. dude. Yeah, and and basically my grandfather, before he passed, he would watch all those movies because he was born in like 49, you know, so he came up watching all the black and white flicks and the Munsters and Honeymooners. and. Right on, dude. Yeah, my mom and dad too, man. I mean, I, um, I you know, Cary Grant, uh, all them old movie stars. Humphrey Bogart's one of my all-time favorite actors, man. Yeah. Love the old movies. All that film noir shit is fucking amazing to me. Yes. Uh, of all the bars in all the world. <laughs> she had to walk into mine. <laughs> Casablanca, so, fucking classic. I, my favorite of all those, like I said, is uh, the Bob Hope being Crosby. Have you guys seen the Road 2 movies with Hope and Crosby? No. Oh, of course. Yeah. I have not. So, so they have a movie called Road to Dystopia, which is one of like seven road movies. It's my favorite one. So my EP is basically sampling a bunch of old uh, Dorothy Lamore songs, and that's what the single that I sent you, uh, Bushy, is for. It's for this new EP. <laughs> it's all based on all this old 40s, 50s pop culture shit. So I got a song on there called Ralph and Alice. You know what I mean? Based on the honeymoon. Look <laughs> at honeymooners, yeah. <coughs> well, you I know, can't wait to hear it, man. Sounds like it's going to be really cool, Scrib. Yeah, man. So that's called Road to Dystopia, and that's coming out next month. Uh, over the summer, I did three mixtapes. I did one mixtape a month, 20 tracks. Uh, got all kinds of dope features on there, um, including uh, Matt Brunson from Crowbar is on there. All kinds of fucking crazy shit. Cool shit. That's awesome, dude. Crowbar rules. Now, how do, and how do people find all this stuff? You can go to scribble.bandcamp.com. All my music is there. It's all online on Spotify, iTunes, all that shit. And uh, yeah, and, and my last record that I released uh, is still doing well. It's called Black Eyed Children. I got uh, Marcos from POD on there. I got Chris Barnes, Cannibal Corpse, Six Feet Under doing the intro. Uh, so go check that shit out. That was my last record. That's awesome, dude. And 
uh, if you could make sure you send us all the links to that stuff. That way, Bushy, Bushy can put it in the show notes oh, to where when we post I, it, they can. I already got it, baby. Oh, okay, cool. All right, man. <laughs> I, did my, I did my homework, bitch. Oh, dude. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We have been hanging out with Scribble, rapper extraordinaire, but a wicked fucking metalhead, and a guy that I, like, 95% agree with. <laughs> He's, uh, check out Scribble stuff. Uh, I will put everything in the show notes. Dude, you fucking ruled. I, I really didn't know what to expect. Um, as a guy soliciting himself to come on the show, well, you know, with Mark on Taylor, I know what I'm going to get. Uh, with James West, he had already done Mark's show, and I felt he had to do better, so I brought him in. You know, brought him in after that. <laughs> but no, you did a great job. I, I really appreciate you. Um, we'll have to do this Megadeth thing. That is something that has got to happen. Absolutely, fucking fruitily tootily. Oh, for real? Yeah, we got to do a retrospective uh, on Megadeth, man. Part uh, one. Only because kind of I like Sid Haig so much, and I love the tutti fruity thing. You got away with that. <laughs> you were almost <laughs> fired for a second. I was like, nope, got to scratch that. Then I'm like, no, fucking Devil's Rejects. Come on, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I, I can't wait to watch the new Monsters. I, I don't care what people say. I love Rob Zombie's movie. I even loved his remake of Halloween. Not the second one. Oh, the see, I prefer the second to the first, but I'm with you. <laughs> There's only he, one Rob Zombie movie I haven't liked, and that was that first one, the witchy one. I didn't like that. Oh, the uh, uh, Lords of Salem. Yeah, I didn't dig that. Yeah, yeah. I, I took uh, this girl I was seeing. We went and saw that for a first date. Not a good first date movie. No, no. It's definitely a good last date movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I even like 31, dude. And for the monsters, I'm not going to give you any spoilers. But what I will do is give you some advice. Understand you're making a reboot that is very true to the original series. And what I yeah. mean by that is that was a movie from the, what, 50s, 60s? So, yeah, the, so the 60s. humor is very 60s. Yes, 60s, Metal Mike, thank you. The yeah. humor is very 60s. It's a beautiful oh. thing to watch visually with it in full color. It's quirky. It's silly. I did not expect this from Rob Zombie. This is the guy that gave us the Devil's Rejects, okay? This is the guy that gave us House of a Thousand Corpses. Fuck the Halloween movies, because everyone shits on those. But those two movies are fucking terrifying. And the exploitation, 60s, 70s exploitation horror film genre, they're fucking terrifying. And I even thoroughly enjoyed Three from Hell. I'm I got telling your... you, this is such a different angle. This is a PG movie, and you get PG content, and it's fucking brilliant. And what did people expect him to go fucking make the monsters a fucking gore fest? Like, people, <laughs> right? People were shitting all over this, but as a hardcore zombie fan, I knew it was going to be good because. If you know anything about Rob Zombie, he loves the monster. And so I, I couldn't see him doing anything that would fucking bastardize it. No, it, it's great. And um, even our good buddy Vince Cavanaugh, he hates fucking uh, Sherry Moon Zombie's portrayal of Lily Monster. And I'm here to tell you, 
Man, she did a good fucking job. It is 100% completely overacted. The entire film is 100% overacted. And actually, the guy that plays Grandpa might steal the movie. But it is so good. <laughs> it is so good. It's going to be a Halloween treat for those that like horror, even the campy horror, for years to come. That's my prediction on the Rob Zombie, The Monsters. Now, Mike, have you seen The Monsters yet? I have not. Desire? Um, I am curious about it, yes. I'll probably check it out. You have My to brother Marky is really looking forward to it. That's something I don't know if you know about, Mark. My twin brother loves the monsters. Oh, he loves the He'll monsters. hate it then. Your loves twin them. brother Mark, he'll hate it. Why, why do you say that? Because I think he's in a mindset where he's... He, and, no, I, and I don't know the actually, man personally. He's very excited about it because he loves the monsters. Like, he loves them. You know, he even liked the... The movies they did later, and you know, he likes, he just loves that. Okay, IP. okay, then he might be good. So I, I'm just yeah, thinking I, of because of you know his the, history the is such that he family, would hate it. No, the naysayer in my family so far, he won't even watch it. Is is my older brother, but you know, he's an angry, bitter old fucker. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Kidding. I don't know why he's the only one in your family that has all his fucking hair. I know, I dirty, know. dirty fucking whore. By the way. <laughs> By the way, we need a new intro where I can hear cue the applause. <laughs> okay. Oh, really? We need a new one? No, that was a shot of him. That was just a shot of him. Okay. Well, hey, I do have a. I bought him a new computer, uh, so we're going to get him up and running again, <laughs> and uh, he'll be doing sound bites and different things and graphic things for the website and the station as well as everything else, because he's wanting to be on the show. He's all like, "Well, I, I want to be on." I'm like, "Well, dude, I can't get you on until we replace your computer. It's pointless to even try now." So, um, but yeah, scapegoat's going to be. He's going to want to come on. You ever had your brother on the show? I feel like I've heard. No, you've heard Kane. You've heard my nephew, his son, DJ uh, King. Okay, okay. Yeah, Scapegoat's uh, one of the regulars of the Metal Mike show. He's my older brother. He's the guy that makes all the, like when I'm on the mic and you hear the background music, like you were noticing the whole Breen out you did. My brother made that a long time ago. He took that scene from Monty Python and put it at the very beginning of the Black Sabbath song. And yeah, he does all that stuff for me. The guy's an artist with editing and graphic design. Yeah, he did, he did our intro. It's just that last even our thing even I our logos, hear. even our logos like um <clears throat> the uh, the one with the guitar player and the silhouette. He made that. Yeah, the he metal, made that, that he metal made, station. I got stickers. Yeah, for that. yeah. He made he made all that. You know, he's uh, he's he, you know really I got to give my big brother credit. Him along with. Uh, the, the neighbor across the street that I've mentioned who's like an older brother to me, Kevin Barnes, and my older cousin, Mitch, they they were the guys that I got into hard rock and heavy metal at a very, very young age. I was lucky. You know, I mean, most people my age, like if they got into that, like Kiss, their Kiss first Kiss album might be Love Gun at the earliest, you see, where mine was alive. Yeah, see, we're so talking I, 76. I was, That's funny. I was one. Yeah, I was like fucking introduced to Kiss when they were still at the height of their power. When they were still Kiss. Shots fired. Yeah, well, it's okay. I got, I got introduced to 83, 84. Yeah. I know, you guys, I know you guys talk about Kiss a lot, and I'm a, I'm a mid-Kiss fan. I like the 70s shit. Um, Thank you. Um, but I got to say, like, 
like I told you earlier, like I grew up listening to Slayer and, and heavy shit, right? And I remember asking my dad when I was getting on the bus to go to school, I remember him asking to like give asking him to give me a CD. And I don't think he realized that as a kid, you're listening to everything he's listening to. So I've already heard Slayer and his band, which was a thrash band. You know what I mean? So I already heard all this shit. And he gave me Destroyer. And I ah. thought the cover was so fucking wicked. I thought it was going to be like some heavy Slayer shit. Yeah, please and then, tell ah. me that you were just as disappointed as I was. Yes. <laughs> I was I was like, what the fuck is this? But then, you know, later as I got older, I, I learned to appreciate this. Yes. See, see, that's what it is. Like Destroyer, I, I, I don't rank it high at all. And it was like life-changing for Kiss. Life-changing. Yeah. But as an album, I don't fucking get it. I get the Elder more. People don't understand why I rank the Elder so high. <sighs> At least the Elder makes sense. I was with you until that. <laughs> no, yeah, you had you no, had me, and then no. Yeah, listen to me. Hear me out. Fuck the fuck the lyrical content or any of that. Musically, this album makes sense. It's not scattered. I really feel Destroyer is a scattered fucking album. I mean, um, King of the Nighttime World, man, what a rocker. Detroit Rock City, what a rocker. Um, do you love me? God of Thunder, Sweet Pain. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I think I think Destroy... Now, is it my favorite? No. At one point in time, it was, though, believe it or not. It was the second Kiss album I ever heard after Alive. There was a time uh, it was my favorite, too, Metal Mike. But, but, over, but I don't know if maybe part of it with me is Burnout Factor, maybe partially... And part of it's like, I, I just, I'm not as into Destroyer as I used to be, man. Like, I think Rock and Roll Over is a better record. But with Kiss, with Destroyer and what Bob Ezra's Rock and Roll do, Over would have been my number one if I didn't have such an affinity for the 74 debut. And, and hey, I get that. I, I totally understand that. Um, for me, when it comes to, to, uh, to Destroyer, I think maybe with Kiss under the guidance of Bob Ezra. Although I think Sweet Pain is way stupider than Read My Body. Good God. All right, never mind. We're ending this fucking show. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. God damn. Oh, I just threw up in my mouth. Anyway, what I was trying to say is I think maybe with Destroyer Bush, they were trying to be everything to everyone. If that makes any sense, because you got to remember, like, you know, yeah, the album ended up becoming a huge hit, but it didn't right away. Like, and when you listen to the first three Kiss studio albums and then you listen to Live, Destroyer is a bit of a departure. But even though it's there's heavy tracks on there, you got the, the Bob Ezra and Bells and the Whistles. And I'm sure, especially a song like Great Expectations, I'm sure the other, the older Kiss fans are probably like, what the fuck is this shit? Oh, you know, so they much probably, better than Beth. But they didn't get it. They didn't get it. And then Beth, oh my God, you know. So, but did when they, you know, we all know what happens. You know, they put the fucking you know, somebody flipped it over, and Beth blows up, and the album ends up selling because they went back into the studio yes, to do rock and roll. Kiss. But they they went back into the studio, dude, to read to do rock and roll over as a course correction for Destroyer. You know, it's like sometimes these Kiss fans they seem to forget that shit that that. That was not an album that was universally embraced. 
for me, I didn't mind Beth even as a kid. I, I still don't hate that song like some people do. You know, I'm like, it's it is what it is. Is it played out? Yeah. But yeah, I like the song. I'm not, I'm not shitting on a song. I'm yeah, just but, but, saying I can understand why the elder makes more sense. Than I don't think the elder does. makes fucking sense at all. <laughs> Okay, because you're not sense. listening with my ears. Well, apparently not, and I got to wonder about your goddamn ears because <laughs> sense. What, what, what does that even mean? Like, okay, I'm just a boy. It makes no sense. Odyssey. Oh, you want to talk about something right there? Now see, you got me rolling. Now you got me started. Odyssey. Even though I think Paul vocally does a good job on it, it's not this a bad song. Poking it has a tasty scribble. ace fucking uh, tasty ace. Fraley solo, but it's Paul Stanley doing Broadway. It has nothing to do with the story they're talking about. They're talking about flying in outer space, and the Elder's supposed to be some Tolkien Middle Earth fucking, you know, Middle Age story. Get the fuck out of here. That album makes no sense. They were smoking crack when they made that record. God damn. <laughs> Scribble, oh, see, this, this, is a, this is a skill I have, man. Uh, I just know what'll get Metal Mike's goat. And sometimes I just got to drag some time out so I poke the fucking bear. So and, I have a meltdown, And that motherfucker delivers every time. I'm sorry, dude. Like, I'm like, oh, the elder makes more sense. Get the fuck out of here. If you like the elder, cool, dude. Rock out with your cock out. Still, and still you know, believe it I does. even hit mellowed on the elder. If you listen to Destroyer, Love Gun, and uh, Rock and Roll Over... Destroyer makes no fucking sense. If you You're listen, right. if you listen to Dynasty, fucking the Elder, that makes perfect fucking sense. But, but you didn't have. There's an album between there. Yeah, what, or have you forgotten? Platinum? Who cares? Unmasked. Oh, unmasked. So it makes no sense. No, it actually makes even more sense. Like, God. The Elder is even better than Unmasked. God, what a shitstorm that is. It is a better album than Unmasked. I'll agree with you on that. Ugh. I'll agree with you on that. Somehow I we finally, went down the kiss know. hole. See, oh, this man. is what happens, Scribble. Uh, Bushy drinks and pokes a bear. <laughs> Scribble's just like, man, I'm just taking all this shit in. I got a front row seat, you know? I mean, I, mean, I can't judge. I took euthanasia over rest in peace. So what the fuck can I say? Oh, well, for you real. Know, that's a valid point, Scribble. <laughs> the hell? Even though I really love your argument for it, and I have to go reevaluate you know, my whole I, life. I, again, that I gotta say, one of the reasons why I was like, you know, we should do a mega that is like, I, I want to re-listen to that album now. I want to reevaluate it. Euthanasia. All of them, dude. That's why we're doing a whole mega death retrospective in the future. We're gonna listen to all the records. That's the whole point of doing it, dude. I would almost throw all that out to have Scribble back just to make you listen to fucking Euthanasia again. But I like... I'm going to listen to Euthanasia I like again. the Megadeth uh, retrospective wait. so much that I'm like, no, let's do that instead. Because this is a good guy. I like this guy. Thanks for reaching out. Thanks so much, Scribble. Hey, thanks, thanks for having me. We will me. definitely have you back on, brother. Thank you so much. And, and as I said, with the whole Megadeth idea I have, I would like to do that as a multi-part thing because... Megadeth's got a lot of albums, guys. And I, that's part of the reason why I want to do this. I want to dig into the stuff that I haven't really listened to completely before. I also want to maybe kind of dig into the stuff that I didn't like. You know, hey, it's been a long time since I've listened to Euthanasia all the way through. Who knows? 
I might have mellowed out. Oh, no. Maybe, I know. just maybe, my mind will be changing. Nope. You never know. Won't happen. <laughs> euthanasia. Go into it, because I know from my uncle, when he heard euthanasia, he was expecting at least Countdown to Extinction. Dude, you know what I was expecting? You got to remember, man, your timeline. 99 Ways to Die for the Beavis and Butthead movie yeah. came out. Right. Was it the movie or the sound? I don't know. It was something to do with Beavis and Butthead. And I saw that video, and I heard that song. I was like, oh, my fucking God, this song's amazing. And go to hell from Beavis and Butthead to America. Yeah, and, and what happened and was angry people... again from Last Action Hero, man. They were on the sound. Dude, Dave was making bank back then. I don't no, I, I got no arguments. <laughs> but but my point that I'm trying to make, like with 99 Ways to Die, especially, I thought, oh, well, this is going to be a... Re-. And I'd been hearing, oh, this new Megadeth album's going to be heavy. It's going to be brutal. And I went to Blockbuster Music. That, Isn't that, that a uh, Nirvana cover? What? 99 Ways to Die. No, no, no I'm forgetting... <laughs> I'm thinking of I hate myself and want to die, and that's the uh, only good fucking Nirvana song. You just need to quit while you're ahead. Followed through. Speaking of uh, telling the same joke multiple times, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. See, Scribble's really a listener. He wasn't lying. Because <laughs> um, I haven't said that in like months. No, you haven't. When you listen to Euthanasia, go into it not expecting what you were expecting, right? And keep in mind, this is the best Dave has ever sounded. Yes, vocal. and listen to vocal. Family Tree right. first and then and, go and back to the start. That's why I'm intrigued. It's like, well, you know, maybe I need to revisit that album. And like I said, just revisit, because there's a, there's a gap of albums that I, like I said, I know a song here or there, but I don't know whole albums. Like I said, I kind of tuned out on Megadeth, man. And Cryptic now that... writings is going to blow your mind. I think it's way better than Euthanasia. Uh, yeah, I'm not there with you, buddy. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's only because but, you got off the nipple last week. It's okay. <laughs> Look, all I can say about the whole uh, euthanasia thing is, like I said, when I first heard it, went to Blockbuster Music, popped it in, and I even opened it up, and they're like striking poses, and I'm like, what the fuck is this silly shit? <laughs> like, it totally turned, and I just, it didn't grab me. I gotta be honest with you, it did not grab me, man. Um, I, I didn't feel it at all. I was expecting, you know, 99 ways to die. I was, because, and that, that was the hype for the album. That was the heaviest thing they ever done. And I really, I don't know who was doing their PR, but they needed to be punched. 99 ways to die is the heaviest thing they had ever done. No, 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 no. Euthanasia. And, and, and the, yeah, there was, there was a lot of, um, anticipation for me and my friends with that record because Wait, we were hearing you, you heard euthanasia was the heaviest thing they'd ever done before they come out it come out they were hyping the fuck out of that record bush i don't remember yeah. them saying that ever oh i do we're talking about on kc95 <laughs> motherfucker and i'm telling you oh, it's supposed to be the heaviest mechanism and i'd heard 99 ways to die and i was like yeah if it sounds like that this album's gonna rule and mustang and company had never disappointed me before Okay, I even like well, Countdown. Your radio you know? station live, you should say fuck off to that station. I should, I should. But it was just there there was a buzz about that record, dude. So when it when it when it came out and I heard Train of Consequences, I go, huh? The fuck is this? And then I heard riff, the rest of the album. But it's like, like yeah, no. it is, yeah, but I don't know. It just the fucking album petered out for me. Okay, I'm sorry. It just peters out. I mean, but again, that was in the snow. I do want to revisit it. 
We will. We will do well, this I, Megadeth. I can't wait till we get to that point because we could probably record one of these a month. Uh, yeah. Going through the different lineups. That'll be great. Yeah. It is and, time for us to get out of here. And 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 we can talk about it off mic. Totally, man. And does anybody want to plug anything other than uh, are you good, Bush? Uh, no, I want to plug Scribble shit, but he's got to say it again. It's all going to be in the show notes. You sent me all the information. Where can we find you? Uh, you have merch. You have a record label. You have a band camp. Give us all that. Right, uh, for merch, hit uh, for music, hit uh, Spotify, iTunes, all that shit, uh, scribble.bandcamp.com, and follow me on Instagram at scribble. Hell yeah, hell yeah, and we'll have all that shit on. Uh, for whatever reason, we're not hearing them well now, but I have all that information. We will get it up. That's his merch store, it's his Bandcamp, it's his Instagram. Man, if you like 90s hip-hop, I say check this motherfucker out. <laughs> That's what I say. Metal Mike, right on, you got anything to plug? Actually, I do. Um, I I don't know if you guys have ever... I'm, are either of you a fan or ever heard of a melodic death metal band by the name of Arch Enemy? Yeah. They got a new album out. came out August 12th, so it's been out for a little while. Um... The album is called Deceivers. It's fucking a killer record, killer musicianship. I mean, the guitarist, uh, uh, Michael Arnott, Amat, just amazing. Um, just a killer, killer band. And um, also they got like one song that they did, um, Spreading Black Wings, which is dedicated to the memory of LG Petrov from Entombed and Entombed AD. Um, if you like melodic death metal, and I do some of it anyway, I Highly recommend this record, man. It's fucking killer. Check them out. Beautiful. All right. Outstanding. Outstanding. Um, oh, and I don't know if you know this, Bushy, but they have a female senior. Are you, oh, you said you were familiar with them. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I know Arch Enemy. Damn, dude. I don't know. You're kind of a poser. Yeah. Oh, oh, bitch. Oh, I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm, I, I kid. I just, I'm just fucking... And I would do some totally poser shit. I had nothing to plug until now. Oh, shit. If you like hip-hop, if you like metal, if you like country, go check out Upchurch, man. He does some cool shit. And check out our boy Scribble at all his social medias, his band camps. Give him some love. Uh, man, this is a metal head that does hip-hop, and his music's good. You have heard it throughout this episode. This dude's got some rhymes. He's got some beats. Man, that's good shit. Make sure Very you check so. Scribble out. Make sure you, and check out my boy Ryan Upchurch up there in fucking Nashville, Tennessee, because that motherfucker does country rap, and he does it fucking ghetto gangster. <laughs> modern, modern uh, kid rock style. Say that again. I always I consider him like a modern uh, kid rock. No, he's harder than kid rock. Yeah, no, no, but if you if you know, like, first of all, his biggest influence is kid rock. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love Upchurch. <laughs> Upchurch, Upchurch, fucking Upchurch is bad, motherfucker. Right on. I'll have to check it out, man. And uh, also make sure you check out all the amazing DJs at thatmetalstation.com and uh, support the station, support this podcast, and check out our other fellow podcasters the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, the Freeform Rock Podcast, 
the Mark and Jerry BS sessions, the Rock All Over You podcast, Decibel Cobras Geek, and Fire, Decibel Geek. Um, yeah. Scribble, you got a fucking killer lip biscuit fucking podcast. What's that called? Chocolate Star what? Uh, Chocolate Starcast. Oh, yeah. Check that shit out, too. We got to get out of here. Now, brother, you've listened to our show, obviously, because you reached out to us, which uh, doesn't happen much. Although, Abby K. Metal Mike reached out to us. Oh, did she? Yes. Oh, cool. Yes, sir. Awesome. So, it's like two uh, people reached out to us. That wasn't Mark Taylor. <laughs> well, now, I've got a few other people that have reached out to us. So, yeah. <laughs> It's all your fucking family. That doesn't count. Um, no, you're wrong. Trunk ass. You just forget shit, I tell you. All right, man. Moving I, on. I forget all the time. Now, now you made me forget what I was saying. What? Let's get the fuck out of here. When we end this show, we give our guest an opportunity to give final thoughts. Scribble, thank you so much for being on. We appreciate you so much. I hope you listeners enjoyed his brand of music. I'm telling you right now, I do. I like that vibe. And you're going to hear his latest single after all this bullshit. Thank you so much for being here. Final thoughts, Scribble. Final thoughts, you should go listen to my shit and fucking always bump uh, uh, the plug podcast like it was a metal band. Nice. Thank you so much. Now, now he's the greatest guest ever. He's got to be a third. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my final thought, big shout out to Mark Alden Taylor. I love you, buddy. Fuck Aww. yeah. See, respect. Love you, Mark. Freeform. Love you, Lee. You rule, Mark. You guys are fucking... Yep. Love you. <laughs> Metal Mike, final thoughts. Well, one, I want to... Humbly thank Scribble for coming on. Thank you for supporting the podcast and uh, looking forward to hearing some more of your stuff. And also looking forward to this, our future Megadeth uh, roundtable retrospective. And keep fighting the good fight and stay metal, motherfuckers, to your dying breath. I'm out. Damn. And I normally just close. But I have to agree. I, I am very much looking forward to these Megadeth discussions <laughs> my favorite thrash band of all time scribble you've been an amazing guest metal mike as always you've been an amazing co-host as are you my friend oh, <laughs> i like what you did there <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers by vinyl we'll see you next week hey this was really fun we hope you liked it too Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. What the fuck? Is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on the plug. See you next week.
me shining this gun I told her you knew what it was from the get hunt Why you mad when the outcome is in come? You wasn't mad when that head got a six months In the sun on the beach in Cancun Living free in the breeze eating lobster for two You wasn't mad when the dough brought you new clothes You wasn't mad when the dough got a new rose Now you mad cause we running out of money Honey you got to go Get your shit and hit the road I'm a die-hard bitch, then a ride hard Searching for my Dorothy Lamar, she my soul Outside my room